man, she's got a voice. I never really got into Janet Joplin that much. But fuck, you can just feel the emotion coming out of her. Fucking five seconds into the song, you're like, whoa, what is this lady feeling? Fuck. God, I'm tearing up a little myself just fucking listening to it. Like I say, I smoke a lot of pot. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. I'm your host, Ari Shafir. On today's episode, I, uh, I'm trying to think how much I should tell you about this before we start. I talked to my friend Sarah Tiana. She's been on this podcast before. Um, she was on uh, episode 54, Casual Sex. Uh, man, that was in April? Wow. Uh, but... In that time, since the last time we spoke to her, um, she, like, uh, if you remember from those, she goes on a lot of USO tours and uh, entertains the troops overseas in Afghanistan and Iraq and parts, uh, I guess, parts undisclosed, secret areas. Um, And while she was on one of these trips recently, she met a guy and she actually liked him. And they hit it off. Uh, But it turned out This is the part, I don't know if I should tell you or not, but I'm just going to. It turns out that he was leading a fake life, a completely fake persona he made up. I don't know if it's just for the purposes of the relationship or or what, but uh, you'll see the whole situation as we talk about it. It really makes me sad for my friend that she had to go through something. Maybe I'm choked up because I, I was just listening to that Janis Joplin song. But, um, fuck, maybe just listen to that song again. Anyway, uh, so that's this episode. It's all about that. Um, I have sponsors and dates to go over. Uh, the dates, real quick. I just did Vegas uh, at this Empire Comedy Club in Paris. It was a lot of fun. A lot of cool locals in Vegas. I always get worried when there's fat people, especially fat Midwesterners. I'm always thinking they're not going to like anything I have to say. But you know what? They're who takes pills. And I make jokes about pills sometimes. And those wives, those fat wives, are going to get it. And they were quite a wonderful audience. I'll be back in Vegas, uh, August 31st. I'm performing in a gigantic show with myself, Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, and Duncan Trussell. We're doing uh, the Mandalay Bay Event Center. It's where the weigh-ins, it's where the UFC is going to be. We're doing that. They're roping off a section of it, but it's going to be at least 2,800 people. This massive fucking show. I asked to be part of it just because I don't usually ask Rogan to open for him. I do once in a while when there's specific, specific gigs I want to be a part of, like... Uh, if there's someone in that town I want to have sex with, I'm sorry, someone in that town with whom I'd like to have sex, or um, any New York gig, because I love New York so much, just certain places, D.C., to visit my family, things like that, and I just asked to be part of this one, because man, that's going to be a cool fucking venue, 2,800 people, that's Dice shit, that's Andrew Dice Clay shit, that's a fucking stadium, it's going to be roped off, it's not as big, but that enters into Dice shit. And speaking of dice, <laughs> what a fucking dipshit of a segue man you are. 
<sighs> anyway, my next storyteller show is August 21st. Uh, it's all celebrity stories. That's why I was speaking of Dice. It's all celebrity stories. This is Not Happening presents uh, at the LA Improv on Melrose. It's me, Neil Brennan, Stephen Glickman, Burt Kreischer, Joey Diaz, and maybe one more. Maybe the Sklar Brothers. If anybody knows the Sklar Brothers, tweet at them. Tell them to do it because they have a cool story about Dice. Um, and then that's where I'm going to be up until, up until I go with Rogan to, uh, to uh, Vegas. So anyway, I'll be there August 31st. I'm just going to give you the rundown of all my dates because I've got like seven, eight weeks in a row. I'm about to go off on the road for a while. Um, starting with maybe my favorite, September 12th through the 15th, Cap City Comedy Club in Austin, Texas. Uh, for all these dates, by the way, go check uh, AriTheGreat.com tour. Um, I'll have all my, just click the tour link. I'll have all my tour schedule there. Um, and then the 19th through about the 25th, I'm in Toronto on uh, different dates for Dress for Laughs 42. Uh, check out hahaha.com for that. Then the 26th through the 29th of September, I'm at Crackers Comedy Club in Indianapolis. You can't make reservations on the website because they, they fucking, they're living in 1986 and you still have to call. So please call and make a reservation and come see me at Crackers. Then starting in October, 4th, 5th, and 6th, Vent Comedy Club in Corpus Christi. Texas, Governors in uh, Levittown on uh, the 12th and the 13th, which may or may not happen because I think I might have to push that back because I think I, I, I booked some gig. So I think I might have to push that back. So uh, that might not be happening. But then the 18th, 19th, and 20th, I'll be in D.C. at the D.C. Comedy Club, uh, the D.C. Improv. Uh, what was I saying? D.C. Comedy Club. D.C. Improv is the first place I ever uh, emceed. It's the first place I ever featured. And now they are finally letting me headline for a week. I did it once before. Um, I headlined one day when Pablo Francisco couldn't do it, and I featured for the rest of them. And I have a video clip from that week. Um, it was myself getting heckled by an Indian lady. You can go to my YouTube and check it out. It's, um, people seem to like it. There's half a million views. Half a million people have seen some Indian lady scream at me and throw a potato skin at me. So that's the 18th, 19th, and 20th, and it may be the 21st. I forget the exact dates, but go to dcimprov.com. Go to my website for all of them. Then, uh, October 25th, 26th, 27th, Helium in Portland. I love Portland. I'm so glad. I haven't been back for a year and a half, so that'll be fun. Then, November 1st, 2nd, 3rd, Calgary uh, for Yuck Yucks. It was so fucking awesome when I was there with Rogan doing fucking mushrooms at the at the uh, UFC. And then a gigantic show to announce right now, November 8th. Chicago, myself and Joey Diaz are going to be playing Chicago at the House of Blues. Tickets go on sale at Ticketmaster, September 14th. I hate using Ticketmaster, but nevertheless, that's what we're using. Uh, September 14th, they're going on sale for the November 8th show. It's going to be a blowout. Uh, If everyone hurries up and get their tickets immediately on September 14th, we may add a second show. So that's my tour dates. And then at the end of November, the 28th, 29th, 30th, and 1st of December, I'm at House of Comedy in Minneapolis. Hopefully, I will not be getting arrested again this year. So that's all my tour dates. Please check out AriTheGreat.com for everything there. Um, And then for my sponsors, I have Amazon.com. If you shop on Amazon, please go through AriTheGreat.com. Click on the Amazon banner and then do your shopping as is. Um, I had somebody contact me. Uh, If you guys ever want to contact me, write to contact at AriTheGreat.com. And I get all of them. And somebody, I forget your name because I deleted it already, but you suggested wisely that people, that I tell people to, um, 
bookmark my webpage, com, and then mark it in your bookmarks as Amazon. So if you want, so you don't forget, because I always forget, and I understand what it's like to forget. We all smoke pot. We're all getting older. Uh, bookmark it as Amazon. So every time I want to go to Amazon, it goes right to my webpage, and then just click on the Amazon banner on the right-hand side, and boom, you can help me support this podcast by getting me 6% of your money, or maybe their profits, I don't know, back, and it goes right into my pocket, which I will use for drugs, um, gummy bears, and so forth. Oh, and podcast equipment too, I guess. Uh, so do that. Amazon.com. Go to alreadythegreat.com first and then shop through Amazon. Uh, and then the other one is Gamefly. If you go to uh, Gamefly.com slash Ari, there's a link for this on my website too. Um, and fill out and subscribe for a 15-day free trial. You are more than welcome to cancel after 14 days. I tell people either way. I don't give a fuck. But they pay me really well to pimp their shit. And it's actually a good service. I don't do stuff that I can't use. Like Spotify, I stopped using them. I stopped sponsoring them. Letting, whatever, having them sponsor me. I just can't fucking do it. I don't understand it. And then I get notices from people saying that so-and-so on Facebook, there's settings to make. I don't know what they are. So if you're going to use Spotify, please go through my friend Tom Segura and, and Christina Pazitsky. They have a, um, a podcast, a wonderful podcast Call Your Mom's House. And I've been on it before a couple times. Once, like, I think the second or third episode ever, and then, um, and then a few weeks ago, or a month ago, or a year ago. I lose track of time. Um, so go to their podcast and their website, uh, I'm assuming your mom's house.com, um, and uh, give them the money for Spotify. If you're going to do that, sign up through them, and then same shit, free, but give them, they get money, so do it for them. And you know what? I've been putting this off, but I should, uh, people ask me what podcasts I listen to. And the answer is none to almost none. I will tell you uh, some very funny comedians who I believe through hearing about their podcasts and from knowing who they are to be podcasts worth listening to. I'll just run them down. The Bill Burr Money Morning Podcast. It's fucking epic. I've heard it a few times. He just rants. He doesn't interview people. I don't know how he does it. He's one of the best comedians of our time in fucking prime shape. And he wakes up out of bed Monday morning and just rants for like an hour. And it's fucking brilliant sometimes. It's fucking brilliant sometimes. And I don't know how he does it. I don't know if he... He must write that shit ahead of time or some of it. But man, he's just good at what he does. That's a good one. Your Mom's House with Christina and Tom is a good one. Um, the Joe Rogan Experience. You probably probably already know about that. Mark Maron's podcast. That's a lot of fun. Uh, the Champs have a podcast Moshe Kasher and Neil Brennan both of whom have been on my show they only interview black people so if you like black people or are in favor of reparations but not paying anything then listen to the Champs podcast who else Pete Holmes Pete Holmes has a podcast um, that I'm going to be on at some point he was on my podcast on episode something talking about his Christian or fucking weirdo Christian upbringing um and I'll be on his at some point. He's asked me, and we just haven't got the dates together. But he has a great one. He just talks about, I believe, sex, comedy, and drugs. Is that possible? Maybe family, too. But anyway, everybody fucking loves it, and he's hilarious. He's also a fucking great comic, and really in his prime. He came into his own like three or four years ago. And everything I've seen, that's when I started knowing him. It's just fucking, he's just great at comedy. He's got this bit about belief in God that's just... I wish he would do it more. It's just epic. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more podcasts out there that I'm not remembering or not thinking of because I just thought of it uh, 
30 seconds ago to tell you guys. But um, yeah, so there's plenty. There's 40 hours in the work week, and that's all you guys ever do is listen to this while you should be fucking working, but you never do. You slack off. So while you're slacking off, go to Amazon.com and go through my website to get there and get me some money. Um, oh, and there's tour shirts and grinders on sale, too, at AriTheGreat.com. So whatever. Anyway, you guys, let's get back to the podcast. Sarah Tiana was kind enough to share this really, really fucking painful exper- experience. Uh, she took us all the way through it, sort of gave you a, a, a quick version of what it's like to go through the, 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 the joy and then the pain of having a guy, I'm intrigued by guys like this, by people like this in general, who just lead false lives, who just are someone that they're not saying they are. They're just completely inventing a personality. And I don't even know why all, all the time. I, I get it if it was for money, if it was a scam for money, but man, just to invent a, a personality, just to live as a different person. Steve Simone, my friend Steve Simone used to do this, where he would, and by the way, if you're saying this podcast intro is too long, uh, I don't want you to tell you to eat shit, but you should eat shit a little bit because there's, uh, I barely went over my dates and my fucking sponsors and the rest is just fun things. Um, but Steve Simone used to do this thing when he got drunk and he would go in and pretend he was Travis Bickle or the Gooch. He used to tell people he was the Gooch from Different Strokes. Um, and we got a girl to actually say once that, um, that she remembered him from that. And he was like, oh, cool. And then later he goes, She's full of shit because the Gooch never appeared on Different Strokes. He was just referenced. So fuck you, one girl. Fuck you. Anyway, um, so Sarah is kind enough to share all this shit with me. Uh, follow her on Facebook or on Twitter and, and send her a message and tell her what a cool person she is. I think that would help her out. Because she is. She's writing for The Burn now. She's fucking, her, 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 everything's going well for her. But fucking these monkey wrenches people throw in. God damn, it's not worth it. Any time, fucking falling in love is never worth it. It's never gotten easier. Since I was 16 years old, it has never, ever gotten any easier. It's full of fucking heartbreak and pain and occasional good sex. Fuck. Anyway, enjoy Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, episode 73. The Oh, wait, I had a good title for this, but I can't remember it. Oh, I know what it is. Enjoy Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, episode 73, Love Scam, with Sarah Tiana. Oh, yes, I'm the great pretender. Pretending I'm doing well. My need is such, I pretend too much. I'm lonely, but no. One can tell Oh yes I'm the great Um here we are <laughs> We're off Okay I never know how to get into these things Um <laughs> How are you Sarah? I'm good So the burn premiere is tomorrow The burn premiere is tomorrow Are you guys excited? I'm very excited I heard the first episode This will already be The first episode will be out I guess Before this comes out Yes, the first episode will be out, but um, Did yeah, I'm really proud of Did you do anything this time? Did you do any field pieces? Um, I have not done a field piece yet. They still might uh, use the Chris Brown piece that mm-hmm. I did um, because he's still Why not? in the he's news. Still touring. Yeah, he's still touring in his album's number one, which I find ridiculous. And he's just beating yeah, left yeah. and right. Yeah, the competition. Do you think, <laughs> did he call Chad Johnson afterwards and be like, 
Yo, what's up, bro? Yo, what's up, dude? Let me give you some pointers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> First of all, don't use your, don't leave with your head. It's too we, much evidence. We all heard about that story. But we heard that Chad Johnson found, was, was in his wife's car with her and found a condom she receipt. Found. Well, the way we heard it was that he found a condom receipt from her. And we're all like, listen, it's never right to beat a woman. But right. if you find your wife has condoms that you don't use. Right. But then we're like, oh, no, he, she found it on his car. We're like, oh, and you can't beat her? Yeah. <laughs> really, you can't ever beat well, somebody. I, just, I almost didn't think that he did. Because she's kind of crazy. Looking. No, 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 no. No, not at all. I mean, he's crazy, too. But she's also extremely crazy. Like, I've been... Do you watch Hard Knocks, the Dolphins? No, I should have, but I never watched it. Yeah, that's why I'm so bummed, because it's now it's they like not going to be as good. Yeah, I know. It's not going to be as good without him. Oh, is he excited? Like, but he's such a hard worker, and she is like so mean to him all the time. Really? Like, oh, she when was he, in it a little bit, yeah, in the in the first episode, and he was just talking about when he played for the Patriots and how she would just like if he didn't, he only got to score with her when he scored a touchdown. What? Yeah, that's crazy. He's a Pro Bowler. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, he's been in the league ten years. It's not like the fucking uh, end of Happy Gilmore where I he's know. like motivate me. Yeah, no, Billy no, no. Madison. <laughs> He doesn't, and it was like he was already going through a tough time being on the Patriots anyway, a whole new system, and like, it's no joke, you know, he really learned, I think he really learned a lot last year, and so, I mean, in the pilot of Hard Knocks, he looks phenomenal, like he's, he's worked so hard to get to stay where he is, and he was definitely going to be their top receiver this year, if not one of the top. And they just released him. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't do anything wrong. You think they want to tell these guys, like, look, you are one of the problem guys, we're going to sign you, but... There can be no, like, no instances. Yeah. It's like, what if someone starts with me? Then do I, like, just don't, you can never punch someone. Yeah, no. Just no matter what. But you, you know, work in a field where you headbutt people after yeah. a good touchdown. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, to reel those guys in. Yeah. I mean, you, you get, and like, and, sh- and I, like, when I was watching the pilot, I wanted to punch her. Really? Like, she, she was, was that just, annoying? She was so annoying, and she's totally a fame whore, you can tell. And she just is like, oh, you know how pretty I am. I'm the best-looking thing you've... And, you know, she is on that show with him, uh-huh. and she's on Basketball Wives, or she is used she to She's on Basketball Wives, too? She was. He married her from, off Basketball yeah. Wives? She was already on Basketball Wives, then he mm-hmm. started fucking? Are and you crazy? And then now they have their own show, like Ocho and Ev or whatever. Are you crazy? Yeah, and then they just canceled that show today. VH1 did, so... Because of the beating. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously backfiring on her, too, but she's going to get all of his money. You know, it's not like he has a ton. He spends it on tigers and stuff. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Where's all his tiger money going to go? so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to feed tigers. He's definitely not, like, a smart guy when it comes to finances and decision-making because that's why he's jumped, he changed his name, you know. Yeah. That's a lot of paperwork to change it back. It is a lot of paperwork. And, and he changed it back. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, you know. But, um, yeah, those people. You ever see The Simpsons with somebody who's like, it was these two like massage therapists, and they were massaging some football player, and it was like they were like old retired football players, <laughs> the massage therapists, and then they were like, we should have used our money better. And the one guy's <laughs> yeah. like, I wish I hadn't bought a Ferrari a day for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Someone needs to be like, guys, guys, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. You know, well, the NFL does offer them like business courses. They at should Harvard push it on them. and Yale. But they also, they're like two-week intensive courses. They're that like, ain't going to do it. That's not going to do it. That ain't going to do it. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. don't say they offered it. Like a yeah. Laugh Factory psychologist. Yeah, yeah. Has totally. anybody ever like made a breakthrough there? Yeah. Maybe. 
I have, they? have you ever done it? No. Yeah, that's weird. I don't get spots at the Laugh Factory. And <laughs> I'm totally amazing. convinced that Jamie's selling people out and taking videos of them. And like that's why... I like Scientology stuff. That's why Tosh and Dane Cook got in trouble for telling those jokes. It, everything always happens at the Laugh Factory. Michael Richards... Everything Richard. always happens at the Laugh Factory. And it's uh, and not just the Laugh Factory. The Laugh Factory on Sunset Boulevard. That's how it's always printed in the press. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like he releases these. Yeah, of course. I always wonder about that. Yeah. But like T.J. Miller... Post or something. You think, so you think at that point Jamie calls the Huffington Post and says, hey, yeah. pick up this thing. Sure. Why not? You know? It's like all People it does. Devious. You know, he doesn't give them their money back. He just gives them tickets to another show. Oh, yeah. We used to do that when I worked in the phone room, up in the, like assistant talent coordinator. If someone yeah. would call or write to complain about Mooney, yeah. we would just say, I'm so sorry. We'd have to write back, I'm so sorry. He'll be severely reprimanded. And then we would call Mooney and be like, do you want to hear this one? Yeah. And he'd be like, yeah, sure, let me hear it. <laughs> And we'd never say a word to him. <laughs> Jamie's not quite like that. No, no, no. He's using it to make money. That club is nice, though. You always kill when you're there. It's not I a mean, workout club, but it's, it's not a hangout club either. But it's, it's not a hangout club. I feel like it's too bright for me. I don't really like how bright. bright it is, and it's always freezing in there. Yeah. So I don't ever go unless I have, like, I've been booked on a showcase for somebody. I got shell-shocked early when they wouldn't let me in to go see Freddie Soto. I was like, no, my friend is performing. Like, sorry, unless you have a ticket. And I was like, I understand, but oh, come on, yeah, man. Okay. Jamie, why is that your rule? You yeah, know, no. Pay, he wants to make money off comics. Oh, yeah, exactly. Anyway, let's get into this because <laughs> I want to get this, into. I, I don't know how much more time relationship pocket. <laughs> so here's what I heard from you. Last time we talked, you talked about like how you like boning and stuff. How I like boning. Yeah. Oh, you mean on your podcast? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then okay, but since then you went to Afghanistan or Iraq. I or went to the Kandahar. Middle East. One of those places. Mm-hmm. Um, on, an, on my 10th military tour, entertainment. 10th tour troops. of duty. Mm-hmm. Do you call them tour of duties? Um, I just call them military tours. Okay. How much do you make on a tour? Uh, you just, they give you a per diem, but it's mostly just for... Um, so say you did it. No, I mean, oh. it's like for volunteer basis. You know, it's not like you can make money oh, okay. doing it, you know. I thought people make like a few grand, no? Um, it depends on how... Yeah, I mean, you make... I think it's like... Two fifty a day. You're like, yeah, if you want to live like Simone, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not. It's not a get rich thing. It's right. on a volunteer basis. And you like it because you like performing for the troops. Yeah, I feel what? like it's my way of giving back, and it's also my way of like getting to ask questions that I don't normally get to ask. And when oh. I have questions about like what we're doing in this undisclosed location, like I'm, I'm free to ask those questions. They can't always answer me, but yeah. It does help me understand the military a lot more. It also gives me a, a deeper appreciation for it. And it makes me like... It, it always, like... Uh, I'll go in with lots of questions, especially when you pay attention to the media and read the news as much as I do. Yeah. And then to go over there and actually talk to people, you actually leave with a better, like, safer feeling. And you, like, a fuller understanding of it, too, a right? a big understanding. Also about, like, you always think, gosh, gosh, we spend so much money on the military, you know? But what you don't see is how much money we save and how much we help other people. And, like, they don't report all the good stuff that we do. And they no. certainly don't report all the shit we're really doing. You we're know? getting rid of brown would... people. No. It's, it's doing the world a service. <laughs> yeah, well, thank God, right? But <laughs> Wait, what are the good things they're doing? Setting up schools and stuff, right? 
it's not just schools, but it's also just like um, water and um, medical, oh. you know, like in Djibouti, which is where I started in Djibouti, Africa, like they've redesigned their the whole medical community there. And uh, and they've they've trained a lot of their local doctors and yeah. and provided them with just basic supplies because people were dying if they got burned, you know, you on the stove. About, about the wells? That, oh, really? Yeah, they were that bad off. Oh, yeah, because they give it and get infected. Oh. They didn't know how to treat it, you know. So just basic little things like wow. that, where you know, human life is. But it's also like then I also learned that Djibouti, which is in the Horn of Africa, is. Um, is the deepest seaport on the eastern seaboard of Africa. Deepest? Which, it's the deepest port, which means if shit goes down and we have to put ships and aircraft carriers or if Africa goes under attack, yeah. how do we get supplies into Africa? A deep port. A deep port. boats that go down way far. Yeah. Oh, wow. So if that's on the eastern, the whole east coast of Africa, yeah. because the west coast is the one that's primarily in trouble all the time, except that's for Somalia is like on the east coast. But because of Libya and all that shit in the middle, yeah. most of their ports are on the West Coast. Oh, wow. The Western Sea. I heard about this thing about wells. That they were building wells in the Middle East, and they had these wells mm-hmm. that were just, like, broken. And yeah. People were like, oh, we have no water now. Yeah. And people had to come in and be like, no, 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 you just need a fix. It just <laughs> yeah. needs, a, like, a, like yeah. a new nut bolt on it. That's yeah. it. Well, when Saddam was in Iraq, he, clo- he dammed up the Tigris and the Euphrates, you know. That used to be the Fertile Crescent. That's where the Garden of Eden was. And, uh-huh. you know, that's basically the Bible is, is that whole territory of Iraq. And, and uh, the Fertile Crescent was the land between the Tigris and Euphrates. It was definitely the most lush land in the whole Middle East. It was, um, you know, practically a rainforest, you know. It was, like, so beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, over, over years, it's not, it's definitely like withered away and with lack of care or devotion. But then when he dammed it up so that the people in the South, which, who were mostly, um, uh, Sunnis, he was a shit. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my brother, my half brother was in charge of the captain of the army Yeah, and he was in, did I tell you this? Mm -mm. He's in charge of setting up provisional government Mm -hmm. in Afghanistan, I think Mm -hmm. maybe Iraq, but I think Afghanistan. And they had to work for a year to fix, just to negotiate what percentage of Sunnis and what percentage of Shiites can be in the government. Right. And they finally, finally figured out. I'm like, all right, let's meet. And they're like, oh, no, no, we're not going to sit in a room with them. <laughs> yeah. Are you crazy? It's so crazy. <laughs> and he was like, all right, well, that's my tour. It's I'll so tribal. It for the next guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that if like, a so congressman behind. was like, no, Obama's a black. I'm not. I know. He's not my president. They're decades behind. I mean, Iraq is definitely a little bit more forward thinking, just like Kabul and Afghanistan is definitely like a little bit more westernized. Because it's a big city. It's a bigger city. Women don't have to wear burqas all day. You know, like they can just wear a scarf, a headscarf. But they have to do that. What do you do? Well, yeah, they're Muslim. It's a Muslim country. So what do you do? You have to do that stuff? I'm on the base the whole time in Afghanistan because it's, uh, it's a war. It's, We've declared war there. Uh-huh. Um, I'm only allowed on the base. I'm not allowed off. Oh. Other places you're allowed off? Mm-hmm. What do you do in those Muslim places? Um, because it's not under uh, Sharia law, then mm-hmm. I don't have... You know, we never go off base in a country where they have Sharia law. You know, I realized... I was just listening to this thing on um, about uh, Syria and how they've set up a provisional government mm-hmm. in this town that's enclave that the, that the rebels have, have taken over. Yeah. And they set up a port with... with Turkey or whoever they're right next to there. I don't know who it is. Who's Syria? Oh yeah, yeah, Turkey probably or Jordan. 
yeah, and they've set up, you know, cross checks and stuff like this. All the rebels have done this. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to show how they're like, look, we can run this ourselves. Like, look, we've even executed a couple of people uh, for, for killing. We're like, oh, that's not. No, no, no. That's really just a sign that we're not. But they're like, yeah, see? We're getting it together. Yeah, we're getting our shit together. We're just killing people for good reasons. Okay, so you've gone to. A bu- this is your 10th tour that you My just got back tour. from. 10th tour. And we started in Djibouti, Africa, which is where I met. And have you ever met any dudes there before that you've the, done I've been it with? on ten tours. I've never met anybody. Not even make out. Nope, never even like. You must have gotten attention. Oh, definitely, but um, you know, when I first started doing military tours, I had a boyfriend at the time, so okay. it wasn't like I even thought about it like that. But then also, like, you have to realize when I'm over there, I'm most. I'm, Usually older than most of the guys that I meet, you know, because I'm 34, so... Yeah, but you're LA 34. I'm LA 34, so I still look 27 or whatever. I get carded for cigarettes. Really? (laughs) Yeah. cigarettes? That was always my weird one. I think that's why I still smoke them. Um, But (laughs) it makes me feel young and pretty, but... Um, when, uh, but I also am given a ranking when I'm there, which is... GS? A GS 14, which is basically a full bird colonel. So that I can stay in the same housing, yeah. uh, in, uh, in specific housing. It also enables me to get on planes. It gives me access to certain you know, places on the base where I need to perform or I have to do a meet and greet. You know, or if Because privates can't go in there. Yeah, certain places are oh. restricted access to people below a certain rank. So they basically have to give you a ranking, which is general service, GS, you know, what, I think it's a 14. It might that, be a... Oh, that's what GS stands but, for? Yeah. It's, okay. like, it's basically like a DOD, Department of Defense civilian. You know, yeah. they, they get those rankings, too. And so I also outrank a lot of the guys when I'm there. Most so everybody. So are you not allowed to hook up with them because of that? Technically, no. And I never do because I'm also representing my country. I'm representing the business. Yeah, the country likes to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also, like, I'm there to do... To, to make them, ha- you know, yeah. to make them Have you laugh. had to, like, beat anybody up? Not, like, physically, but, like, have you ever had to be, like, reject people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. They're horned up in the middle yeah, of nowhere, right? Yeah, of course, right? you know. Yeah. I've had, you know, I had a master gunner, like, lick my neck once. So we did this, like, private show in the middle of Iraq, like, for How the Marines. How did he lick your neck? Just walk up to you? Yeah, he was, like, telling me a joke, and then he just, like, and I was, like, ugh, <laughs> so freaked out. Oh, 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 licking <laughs> so the neck was the first Yeah, move. it was, like, super creepy, but, <laughs> I mean, it's also, like, where are we going to go, you know? Like, they sleep in a tent with 14 dudes, and, like... Did you ever see Over There? Over There. That show on FX, I think? Oh, no, no, no. I hear that people make out in bunkers and stuff. Yeah, it seemed like that. They did that, like, they were doing the laundry, and they mm-hmm. just start going, you hope nobody walks in. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about that, but... You know, I don't want to put anybody in a position where they can get in trouble either. I would really feel bad about that, you oh, know? Right. And then I don't want to put myself in a position to not be able to go on these tours ever again because oh. it's really important to me. Yeah, if they black mark you or something. Yeah, you know, it's hard enough for me to even get over there as a woman because yeah. I'm always the only girl, which means they have to make specific sleep accommodations for me because I can't room with guys because that's oh. not allowed. Don't they have girls over there, though? They do. Okay. Uh, and sometimes, like, when I was in Djibouti, they put me in a room with another lady that was staying there for a few weeks. Oh. So I had a roommate that I didn't know. <laughs> oh, that's cool. But then most of the time, I was given my own room, and the guys all had to sleep in the same room together. Oh, you, you know? must have been hit on. You're like, let me come in. Let me just sleep <laughs> over there. <laughs> I never... It's not like I flashed that around, you know? I'm so. very oh, aware yeah. of, like, the fact that I'm outnumbered. You feel dangerous <laughs> over there? Do I feel dangerous? Do you feel danger? No. no, no, I don't feel danger. You know. I feel I feel safer there than I do here. Okay. Because I I get 
you know, like I feel like so many people are looking out for me, and it's everything is a time regiment. So if I don't show up someplace at a certain time, then they're looking for you. Yeah, immediately. yeah, yeah. That, okay. immediately things get locked down. All right, but this time, but this time, you went, and what happened? You found you, you talked to I some found guy. Love, yeah, yeah. I met. Um, well, I thought I did. Okay. Um, so yes, the first night, uh, the second night that I was in Djibouti, yeah, uh, we did a show, and after the show, we were doing a meet and greet, and I saw this guy at the end of the line, and I was like, oh, he's cute, but I didn't really think too much more of that. And he came up to shake my hand, um, and I was like, "You're so cute. You have to let me take a picture with you, just to prove that there are hot guys in the, yeah. <laughs> you know, aren't there a lot whatever. of hot guys in the military? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it was like a line oh, a little okay, bit. Okay. But it wasn't nice. like it wasn't <laughs> a li- it wasn't a line to be like I want to, you know, fuck you or whatever. Yeah. It was just well, like I want a picture with you. Like you're really cute. And he was like so flattered, and t- we took a picture, and then. He was like, can I get your email so that I can see that picture? And I was like, yeah. So I gave him my Good email. move right there. Mm-hmm. And then notes. I was like, but I'm going to be hanging out, you know, after the show if you want to have a drink with us or whatever. So he went and got me a drink and he just like waited by the side of the stage. And uh, so we ended up having a beer and just talking for yeah. like six hours, like till like three in the morning. Magical night. Well, it was like five hours, yeah. So, like, very magical night. Like, I've had those. Those are great. Yeah, phenomenal. You just where hit you just, it off. Yeah, totally hit it off. I didn't expect it. The more we talked, the more I really liked him. And were you like at some point? Were you like conscious of it? Like, are you like? Were you like? Are you feeling this? Because I'm feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we both kept saying that. Like, yeah. he's just kept saying, like, I can't believe it. Like, I've never felt this way. You know, like. He was. I mean, he was really laying it on thick. You know, looking back, I, I realized that because, but. You know, like, he told me so many personal things about himself, you know, like about... First conversation. First conversation. About what? Well, the first thing he told me that was that he was in the Special Forces, which is a really elite part of the Army, you know, Mm -hmm. which was why he was in civilian clothes, uh, so he said. And and the Special Forces are very difficult. Like, I've performed for them many times, and you can't take their picture. You can't... um, Oh, really? Yeah, they don't have Facebook pages, uh, which he certainly does not. Um, they don't have, you know, they don't have a, a, an online profile. You can't take videos of them. It was the only show that we did when I was in Iraq where no one had a weapon because they don't need weapons to kill you. You know, really? they, they can kill you with their hands. So they just didn't even, whoa. Yeah. So okay. um, I'm very familiar with um, the special forces. Um they're also usually the first people in country, and they're usually the last to leave. And they and they do a lot of special patrols that no one, you know, no knows. one ever knows about. Right. You know, and they're you know obviously the special forces are the, in turbans are the team there. that went out. They're you know it's like special forces and Navy SEALs. They're all considered special forces, so they're who got Bin Laden. Like those are the kind of people where they go in the dark at night. No, they they're in and wow. out. Nobody ever sees. Yeah, anything. I like that when Obama was like, let's do smaller things. Oh yeah, yeah, smaller, very more precise small, things. Very specific. Get the one or yeah. two guys we need to get, and then get out with limited amount of casualties possible. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I mean it's it's. They're they're a team that that's usually trained for years upon years of like, it's not just like weapons and specialty. It's you know it's intel. It's um, hand to hand combat. It's also um, vocabulary and language. You know he spoke Spanish and some Arabic. Yeah. Um, he uh, you know he was fluent in Spanish because his mother was Puerto Rican. 
um, he told me all this stuff, you know, like how um, he grew up in Brooklyn, Bushwick, you know, um, that his parents died in a car accident when he was 17, so he didn't have any family. You know, to immediately I was like, oh my God, you know, like no wonder this guy joined the military so fast. He told uh-huh. me. He was a baseball player because I'm a huge baseball fan. We've talked about that. Yeah, and you that, came home and you were just smitten. Oh, yeah. I mean, by the time I came home, I mean, I met him on the first night I was there. And we we had lunch the next morning and, uh, or the, the next afternoon. And then I left to go to Kuwait. And he was there. But he told me, you know, that he was... He was where? Huh? He was... In Djibouti. Okay. And I was going to Kuwait okay. to finish the rest of my tour all over the Middle East. And, um, <laughs> oh my God, that's probably him calling right now. <laughs> and um, so uh, so I was just like, you know, we'll be in touch. And so, you know, sent emails and then the emails turned into Skyping like within a day or two. And uh, Yeah. This is how then, stuff starts when you, this when is you how fall stuff for somebody. Starts, You're you just know? like, what's kind of I mean, and I, and I obviously, like, I kissed him goodnight. That's the most, you know. You've ever done with a guy? <laughs> or military, I mean? Well, on the first date, maybe you it's the least. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I kissed him goodnight. You just made out. I, no, 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 I didn't even make out with him. I just Kiss. kissed for a couple minutes. You know, that's about it. You feel I felt your really butt? uncomfortable. You feel your butt? No, no, no. It wasn't like that. It was nothing. No groping. No nothing. He actually asked me to come back to his room to watch a movie, and I felt really uncomfortable <laughs> about that. And I was like, no, you know, like, and you know, hey. he's like, oh, I live alone, you know, which nobody over there does. And but since he was in the special forces, that made perfect sense nice. to me, and okay. that he, um, you know, they could do whatever they wanted. You know, we're in special forces. We have our own rules. Blah blah blah. So, yeah, then it turned into Skyping, and that's where we could really talk. A lot. We were talking two to three times a day, you know. As every moment that I had free, I would try to contact him, you know. Because, I mean, on top of traveling, I'm also, like, going all over the base all day long, like, shaking hands, meeting people, Is doing shows. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. The biggest part of over there is not even the show. It's, like meeting and greeting people all day long like meeting with the wing commander meeting with the commander meeting with the general on the base having how do you stay like peppy when you're talking to those people it's very difficult it's just another that's most of your energy all day long is devoted to just like getting up the energy to like act like you're extremely interested in what they're talking to you about is that what it is yeah Yeah. I mean honestly like no way this is where you buy this is where you store your pins no way like all the pins or just the black ones or do you separate the color like really it's like literally making conversation out of nothing because it's so mundane to them so they have to make it seem you know like uh, this is my my yeah you know but that's that's the beautiful thing about the military is that it's such a vast operation that to decrease the military budget would literally harm every single person in America. It, it would affect you in some way. Really? Because... It would affect me in some way? Yeah. How would it affect me? Um, well, it depends on the goods and service, like the goods that you buy. Like, you know, think about all the water. Think about the people. Like, everybody has jobs, right? So, yeah. and there are however many people employed by the military, like five million or something yeah. like that. So... Imagine all those people needing work. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. They said they're going to end the war and come back. Like, we already don't have enough jobs for everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. Add 50,000 more people to come back. Yeah, exactly. And so that's the biggest part. But it's so expensive. Like, that's why I don't drink um, out of plastic water bottles anymore because that's made of oil. And obviously, oil is a big reason that we're in the... um, 
the situation, you know, this whole demand for oil, and it's also extremely hard to recycle because, um, you know, plastic is made of oil. So everything that's plastic has oil in it. Oh. Which is why this whole, you know. And that's why we go to the Middle East to get oil for plastics? I think it's a big, it's not just our cars. Okay. Oil is in everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's why I started just buying glass. Also, you know, in the North Pacific, there's the North Pacific landfill, which is where the currents meet. Uh-huh. And there's this, like, whole plastic mountain. It's the size just of Texas? Just floating. It's the size of Texas. Oh, my yeah. God. I, when I think about that, I'm like, I can't think yeah, about this. Yeah, and it's this. just moving because the currents just forced all the litter in the ocean Together. to just kind of gather there. Yeah, and it's like a natural it? phenomenon. Scoop it up? No. Not, I mean, unless we shoot it into space, I have no idea. Wow. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so um, so yeah, it's like an, a a very so you know, nonstop uh, skyping, yeah, texting. Texting costs too much for over there. No, no texting. You know, but we could Skype, and so we would video. Skype's chat. amazing. Yeah, Skype is so Free phenomenal. Yeah. So anytime I had Wi-Fi, you know, plus he's emailing me love letters okay. all day long. Did you do any sex skyping? No, no, no. Nothing. No. I refused to do that until he got here. I just didn't want... So but also, it. I'm very careful of the images that I put on the web. And, um, you know, people can screen capture. And it, oh, and yeah. at the time, I was like, it's not... You know, like, once I remember showing him the underwear that I was wearing. Yeah. And I saw him screen capture it. And I was like, what are you... Like, I was so upset. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he's like, no one can get on... You know, no one has access to this. And I was like, it's not that. I'm not saying that you're going to show anybody, but... People can hack into things. That's Why would he, how do you know his screenshot? Did he like move forward? No, I saw him, you know, he, you know, do something. And I was yeah. like, did you just take a picture? And he's like, yeah, you know, like, and I was like, no, 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 you need to erase it. You need, you know, and like looking back, I'm so thankful that I never did anything like that. Yeah. I did send him like a sexy video, but it wasn't, it was just me in my underwear. Like you just see my back, like you couldn't see any. Yeah, boob or anything. Because <laughs> he asked for it. Do you get like worried when you have twenty to make, like, seconds long? You know, you make, like a sexy. Do you like get worried when you have to make one of those? Well, that was the whole thing. I was like, you asked me to make this, and I don't even. I can't even figure. I'm like, I feel so dumb. I don't that know, was the whole angles. video. Yeah. <laughs> that was me going like, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> um. So, yeah. After like a week, he told me that he loved me, and. uh and I honestly felt the same way. Like, I was completely... You weren't in when you came back. Oh, yeah. How was your last tour? Great. I met my husband. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about getting married. We talked about having kids. And, you know, he wanted to have them right away. And I was like, no, I need to wait three years because I have all this work coming up. And I really want to focus on that. I want to oh, yeah. throw it all away for, you know, all this hard work. For I mean, I've ovary. Lived- yeah, you know, it's like I've lived in L.A. for 12 years, been busting my ass. It's not, I'm not going to put on the brakes now just because I met a boy. Brakes. You know, yeah. man. <laughs> so I was like, you know, you know, we can wait, you know. I mean, I went on How birth control. I wasn't even on birth control. You went on just because. Because when I knew he was coming back, I, I just wanted so fucking to. Soon. I wanted to make sure, you know, yeah. that he wasn't going to, you know, pull the goalie or whatever. Also, it's way more fun with birth control than it is. Yeah, you know, and I yeah. knew I was going to be with him forever, so I was really goalie. worried about that. I mean, we talked about where we were going to get married. We talked about when. We talked about, I mean, we just, it, like religion. We talked about politics. We talked, you know, about my family. We talked about the comedy stores, like how I was going to integrate him into meeting people here. The you know? society. Well, also because he's not, 
he's been in, you know embedded for years yeah. and he spends what like a month or two at home maybe and then comes right back Probably like he's constantly being redeployed and he's not used to being around like tons of people doesn't have tons of friends yeah. he doesn't have any family so it's you know uh-uh oh. can't do drugs or anything i mean this is what he told me so yeah. that you know like this okay so you know, it's been very intense, and then about... For how, okay, for how many months now are we talking about? Well, I met him on June 7th when I was over there. Oh, wow. He said he July, was getting... Oh, that's two months ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. June, yeah. So when I met June you, we just July, gotten back. July to August. Yeah, two and a half months ago. He said he was going to be done um, between, like, between July 31st and August 4th. He would be, you know, done with, completely done with the military. He said he'd been in 10 years... He'd be completely done, yeah. and he was going to take a job continuing to work with the government, that he would make tons and tons of money. You know, He already makes close to, close to six figures a year. He says he never spends his money. He has a house in Brooklyn and one in Puerto Rico that, um, that uh, you know, I would never have to work again if I didn't want to. But, what? But um, because he would be making even more money doing this government job. But, you know, obviously he was completely supportive of my career and um, that he might have to go to Hawaii or San Diego twice a month, but he worked it out so that I could come with him. Like, there was just all this stuff. And I was just like, God, it's so great. You know, like everything is working out. It seems fine. Yeah. Everything seems fine. I was like, you know, he was, he was really hesitant about moving here because I had such a history here. So we had decided, I was like, you know, I've never lived on the west side, like Santa Monica. I've always been completely against it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so maybe we can live over there. You're getting older now. It's a fine place to live. Yeah. So I thought, well, like, let's live over there. And then we're both kind of discovering that area together because I don't really ever go over there. Yeah. I could care less. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, he thought that was so sweet, you know. I mean, he talked to my sister on the phone. He talked to my niece for a second. He talked to um, my, my best friend, Sarah. You talked to your sister on the phone? Yeah, on Skype for a second. Wow. What do you mean? Was she right there? Or did they like, try to make a connection? Um, oh, no. Actually, maybe it was on the actual phone, not on Skype. But... Um, no, she was there because after I left the Middle East, I went to Disney World and met up with my family, and we all hung out there for a week. Nice, Get a giant <laughs> yeah. turkey leg. From the you've spent a week unhappiest in place on earth. Oh, wait, no, Orlando, that one. Yeah, Orlando. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one, right? That's yeah. way bigger. Okay, so, so then where does it go from there? From there, uh, so then I come back to LA, and you know, I was. We had talked for a second. Um, wait, what is your? Hold on, hold on. What does your family say at this point? He seems cool. Oh, they're so happy for me. They judge everything based on my happiness. So oh, really? if I'm happy, they're happy. Like, were you from Georgia? Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're just like very, you know, they can see how happy I am, and that's all they care about. Well, that's good. And so, um, you know, they're like, well, you know, we'll just have to meet him. You know, like we're excited for you. This is great. I'm sure they didn't think that I was ever going to get married. So, <laughs> so like, they're right, pretty. They're like, all right. Well, look at that. <laughs> um, so then I go back to LA. I have like two weeks before I start working on the burn. And you know, is that when I met you and you said at, at, at that Ice House Chronicles podcast? Yeah, probably. You, is that when you were like, "Yeah, I'm doing this." Yeah, I'm get married. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, we talked about it all the time. It wasn't like I didn't feel weird about it. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't yeah, even nervous. Everybody. I wasn't nervous about it. It just all felt very normal to me. Like my life is so abnormal. Like, why would I? meet a guy in a normal way it seemed completely plausible to me yeah. that like i live in a world what do you where, mean like, at a bookstore you don't go to bookstores 
Right, exactly. How, how's that going to happen? I live at comedy clubs, and he lives on a military base. Like, there's just nowhere for him to meet anybody, and there's nowhere for me to meet anybody. Like, legitimately. Uh-huh. So it made perfect sense that it was hard for him to meet people. You know, he's 33. He's just about to get out. I'm 34. Like, kind of all worked out. And so, you know, um, you know, there were a few red flags, but okay, I think yeah. I, I kind of ignored them. Well, okay. Until I until he went away, and so like about a month ago, he, you know, I knew that he was going to be the the first red flag went up when I said when he brought up when I was still over in the Middle East on my way back that he he wished I had could just come back out to Djibouti for a little bit to visit before I started my job. Really? And I was like dude, I'm down. Like, I'll come back out. I don't care, you know? Really? He's like, yeah, I'll totally pay for you to come out here. We'll put you up at this hotel. And like, and I was like, all right, I'm down. And then he didn't bring it up again for like a week. And I was like, that's really fucked up. Like a week, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, well, whatever. It's just maybe, you know. And then um, a week later, you know, after he didn't bring it up for a week, he brought it up again. And I was like, you know what, like, you, we talked about it, and then you didn't bring it up, and, oh, no, I brought it up, Yeah. and oh. he acted like it was, like, the first time I had ever said anything about it, and I was like, um, no, we already talked about it, and he's like, well, I'll fly out right now, and I was like, you know what, I don't want to be disappointed again when you forget, so I'd rather just not talk about it, and he was like, all right, and we did it, and then it was, like, almost 4th of July, it was, like, the week before 4th of July, and I was just like really having a tough time you know it was like three weeks after you met him yeah i mean yeah a month after i met him you know but like i said everything was really intense it wasn't just like i talked to him every once every few days like a normal dating relationship you ever just sit on skype and just not say anything just kind of like sit there and look at each other for a while no not really i mean we always had something to say and talk about okay um and so um but Definitely the conversation was very lovey-dovey. It wasn't, like, super deep. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like... That, like, we talked about religion a couple times. Yeah. After I had been to, like, this mosque in Bahrain, and I really wanted... Like, I had, like, an amazing experience, and we talked about politics a little bit. But mostly, you know, he was just, like, always telling me things that he liked about me. <laughs> nice. And... That's fun. And I just... Oh, like, my biggest complaint was that I felt like he never really asked me a lot of questions. I felt like I was constantly asking him questions. Yeah. And he would always say, like, you ask a lot of questions, you know? And I was like, I kind of feel weird that you don't ask me more. And he's like, well, because I can read about you. And I was like, well, that's right. not... That's, that's not, not how you get to know... You. That's not me. Yeah. That's the person that is, you know, it's a comic. Part of, small yeah. part of you. I know. So, um... So then he... um he calls me, um, you know, like one day, like out of the blue, when I had already said goodbye to him. It was like he was going to go to bed or whatever. And then he calls me and he was like, oh, I was just coming back from my mission or whatever. And like the MWR guy, who was a guy that I met when I was there, like stopped him and was like kind of hitting on him because he's kind of gay or whatever, like flirty. Yeah. And then he was, and then my guy, Derek, was saying like, oh, you know, like, I, you know, I've been dating that comedian girl that was here, and he's like, no way, Sarah Tiana. He's like, and this is This is the boyfriend saying this? The boyfriend is saying this to, to somebody you know, else. To, to, yeah. To, What's his name? Derek? His name's Derek, okay. yeah. Um, I'm really hesitant about saying his last name. Who cares? I might. 
I just okay. Anyways, we'll get into that. Okay. Um. So. I so then he calls me and he was like hey the MWR guy just stopped me and he said he wants you he'll pay for you to come out like you don't even have to what's MWR MWR Morale Welfare Recreation that's the re- that's oh. usually who sponsors us to come out overseas okay. and he's like I'll pay for he said that he would pay for you to come out and they'll put you up you don't even have to do a show you know and this was like after 4th of July after the third time when like I was actually like sitting on my computer looking up flights and it was going to be like close to $3,000 to like get me out there. Um, and I was like, well, you know, he's, you know, because before he's like talking about how he has all this money that he's never spent any money he has tons of money, you know, money, 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 money. So I'm thinking like, Ooh, 3,000 is a lot, you know, maybe if he has a lot of money, but if he has a lot of money, then what does it matter? You know, it's like a little piece of mind for before I come back. And so, um, so then, you know, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to look into it because I have to make sure I'm not leaving the country. We're supposed to go down to Kenya or somewhere. And I just have to make sure that if you come out here, I get to see you and I get to spend time with you. And I, and I was like, all right. So then I kind of dismissed it. And then he just like dropped it again. So this, after huh. the third time of him dropping it, for him to call me out of the blue and say, and this is like right before the Monday I'm supposed to start work. It was like on the Friday before I was supposed to start work. He's yeah. like, the MWR guy said he'd pay for you to come out here and he'd put you up and you didn't have to perform. And I'm like, why now all of a sudden is it different when this guy can pay for it? Oh, yeah. If you had money. If you have money, what is, wh- wh- what's the difference? Yeah. Why three weeks ago we could have made this plan, you know? So I was a little weirded out by that. Yeah. You know, he also called That's me like in the flag. middle of the night and I was just like, what, you know, so that was a red flag, but I kind of dismissed it. Like he's probably just really excited, you know, it's especially to, when you're being manipulated. It's very easy to it's dismiss to look at those things, things yeah. and start to think, is there a devious plan? Yes, here? I know. You know, you don't want to like, just think, Oh, weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. All right. Um, and so, um, then like a week later, um, he goes on like, uh, like right after I start the show, I actually had like a freak out moment before I even started the show where what? because of that, it got me thinking like, oh, because also <laughs> that's right. So this was after that, I started thinking like, maybe I need to test the waters a little bit. What do you mean? Bone some other people? No, no, no. I needed to see if he was really, you know, going to come through. Like, because my biggest thing in relationships is like, if you tell me you're going to do something, you need to do it. And like, both of us had always talked about that. So when I was asking him to, to bring me out and then he wasn't, wasn't, that seemed to me like a promise that he wasn't fulfilling. And so I remember, Oh, my sister needed to borrow money because they went through this whole lawsuit. So I talked my parents into giving them some of the money from my wedding account that yeah. they had saved for me. And so they, um, you know, my sister, I, I just made sure, I wanted to tell Derek that I was doing that because it's our money, technically. And, um, and so I just did it. And he was like, you know, and I was like, oh, I just want to make sure. And he's like, you don't ever have to worry about money. You know, don't worry about that. And I was like, you know, I wanted to give her some from my own bank Who account. My sister. Okay. I wanted, I couldn't afford to give her any just from my own personal account because I'm like really tight this month before I start work and I don't even know when I'm going to get paid. And, oh, yeah. And he's like, do you need money? And I was like, well, you know, like, I don't yeah. need it, but like, it would really help if, you know, like I'm, I'm really going to be 
getting close to like paying my American Express Express bill. And he's like, I'll send you the money tomorrow. How much is it? And I told him. How much was it? It was like $900. Okay. And, uh, and I was like, I'll pay you back. I'll totally pay you back. And he's like, no, I don't want you. You know, like, this is what we're supposed to do to each other for each other. And I was like, okay. You know, that made me feel really good, you know, because like it's, it takes a lot. Like I've only asked for money twice in my whole life Yeah. from anyone. And so I was just like, well, you know, like, and he he was telling this is the third time. The other two times have been um, from friends. Um, and that was like when stuff was about to get turned off. And yeah. it was way more dire than I was making it's it hard out. to ask money for people. Especially someone that like, I don't want him to think that I'm just going to be there taking it, you know. Yeah. But I think it was a little test in my own self to see if like if he he's going to come through, you know. Well, he didn't. and never came. He never even brought it up again. It never showed up. Not to mention the fact I was sending him a postcard every day from the moment I left that base in Djibouti to the time up until like three weeks ago when I knew he wouldn't be getting, he would be out of the country, wouldn't even be there to pick them up. Yeah. I sent him one every single day. Wow. Just so he would get mail, just so he would know oh, I was thinking so nice. about him. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I said something to him at one point, just like, you know, like he, could, he would say he's going to send me something and then he never did like a coffee maker, you know, at one point. And I was just like, no, like that's so silly. You know, he's like, you'll love it. And then, it, and then of course, it just never, ne- come. never comes. And then, um, you know, I was like, well, you know, I, every day I do all this stuff. And, like, it would just be really nice if you sent me a letter or something. Like, it'd be great to get mail from you, you know? Yeah. And um, he's like, well, I already sent you something, you know? And um, and I was like, well, you're just saying... Or I said, he's like, I'm, I, I sent you some, I'm going to send you something. And I was like, oh, no, he said he already did. And I was like, whatever, you, now you're going to send it tomorrow. And he's like, I already sent it two weeks ago. Nothing. Nothing. You know, nothing. So I was like, gosh, you know, like, that's really bad. Like, you can't just, like, not come lie, through. Just you can't just lie. lie. Like, no, I yeah. And you're like, well, how do you think this is going to work <laughs> itself out? Yeah, like, you just, it's just got, everything gets lost. I can see you had the idea of, like, I will send you something. And then you just don't do it because you don't come through. But, like, when you haven't even sent it. Yeah. How... Like, is it, this is gonna yeah it's you know, gonna blame it on the post office so then um he goes away for like a week or whatever on some special mission which i knew he would he had said he would have to go to some other part of africa he couldn't tell me when and where um but i knew he would be gone for you know up to a week maybe okay um so he was i still had um some emails from him or whatever and then like yeah. after a week we were talking and uh, I was like so excited to talk to him. It was like on a Sunday four weeks ago and I, you know, I hadn't talked to him all week. I was like so excited to hear from him and Did you get worried about him at this point? I was worried and I was also really upset because we hadn't really discussed like the financial thing and I had to like really figure it out. Like I had to like sell some of my clothes. Like I had you really couldn't make do it because you were waiting for those 900 bucks. I was like way worse off than I I hate that when you're like, like, don't even tell me. Like, I wasted a week when I could have been trying to get money, and I was like, okay, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. You know, I could have like hustled, hustled, hustled. Yeah. You know. And so, um, you know, uh, I had to talk to him about it, and and I got upset as I was talking to him about it. You know, and he was like, I have two hundred dollars right here. And he's like showing me, and I'm like two hundred, like. And he's like, I'm sending it to you right now. I got out of the I'm sending it to you right now. And I was like, I don't even want it at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I already figured it out. Yeah. And I was, like, upset. And then, 
And then he was mad that I was upset. And then, um, and then he's like typing on the computer, which he's, you know, always doing. So I'm like, what? You're you're emailing while we're you know, and I was uh-huh. like, why don't you call me we're back? Trying after, to have an argument. Yeah, Come on, let's do why don't you it. Right. call me back after you're done with your emails? And he was like, fine. And he hung up on me. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> and then That's a tough move. Not so that like, is no, literally the last time I heard his voice. Really? Yeah. He, um, you know, I thought like I couldn't get a hold. Like I tried calling him back and calling him back and calling him back. I never heard anything. And then. Um, I was like, oh my God, like he's always said, like when he's done with something, he'll just walk away. And, and you uh, thought that's what he was doing? And I thought that's what he was doing. And so I was devastated, you know? And then like I got an email from him like the next afternoon when I was at work. You know, I'd been working for a week at that point. And, um, the and day after you wanted to have this argument, he said he'd call you back. Yeah, n- yeah, like okay. I d- just didn't hear from him all night long until like the next afternoon. And I'm like, and then he just sent me an email. It's like, I just want you to know I love you. And I was like, oh, thank God, you know? Yeah. And and then he wrote me back right away and was like, I'm just mad. I just didn't want to argue with you. Like I just. He said that? He's like, but I don't, that doesn't change anything about the way I feel about you. I still love you. So I was like, okay, everything's fine. And then, you know, the email started coming like every other day and then every two to three days and then every four days and apparently like from what he told me he was embedded somewhere in the middle of Africa I couldn't tell me where just like but as the day started drawing near like you know weeks and you know now it's been three he was supposed to be here two weeks ago you know yeah so and after the last time we talked he was it was like two weeks before he was supposed to be back and the emails just started getting more sparse, you know, and like we're going through conversations differently on the emails, but everything still seemed fine, you know. I was still sending him pictures and I was waiting for him to come home, but I didn't know when. And I just had kind of resolved myself to thinking you're like, like, you're supposed to be out already. Yeah, you're supposed to be out, but it's the military, you know, there's no oh, yeah. schedule. They can keep you whenever they want. Are you, you feeling know? hurt at this point or what, what are you feeling? I'm just like, like a, I'm a mess because I'm working, but emotionally oh, yeah. I'm exhausted. And, but I have to be like so mentally. Were you thinking about it at work while you're trying to write oh, roast yeah, jokes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tons of time. I'm checking my email all day long. And so you're not Hoping he calls, you know, yeah. like nothing. And, um, you know, I'm sick. I feel like I can't eat, you know. When oh, I do eat, love. I feel nauseous. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um so then I just started feeling like something was wrong, you know, like I just, I got an email from him, not this last Sunday, but the Sunday before last. And it said, Hey, are you still working? Hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. Are you still working 15 to 20 hour days? What's your schedule like in the next seven to, the, to 10 days? Get back to me, sexy. And it was like this winky face thing. And I was like, first of all, he always says he loves me in emails. So yeah. And I don't work 15 to 20 hour days. Yeah, what do you so mean it felt that? really weird. And I was like, oh my God, he must be coming home. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I email you every day, you know? Like, Were you emailing so, him every day? I was emailing him every few days, every two. It was like really hard. Back. No, no, you know? And so I was like, hmm, it sounds like that wasn't meant for me. It sounds like it was meant for someone else. <gasps> and oh, so the, the I just started thinking, like, hmm maybe this guy is already here, you know? Maybe he's in New York or whatever. And I started looking at the timestamps on the... Because sometimes it would say it was sent from his iPhone, and sometimes it was not. It was just sent from a computer. Yeah. 
And I was like, well, if you can use your iPhone and a computer, then you're not in Africa. You know? Because there's no iPhones in Africa. No, it's not that it's... But why would you go to the computer lab and, you know... When you can just use your iPhone? Yeah, when you can just sit in there and be on your iPhone. Or you can just... Because he definitely would send me stuff from his iPhone. Do they get Wi-Fi on the bases? Yeah. So everyone can just use their phones? Everyone can use their phone on the base. So if you have Wi-Fi and you're sending me stuff from your iPhone, how come you can't Skype with me from your iPhone? How come you can't... You know, if you can log into the internet and use Wi-Fi. Yeah. So I was just like, no. And then the time code, when he would reply... I would make a mental note of like when he was uh, replying and okay and it would say three hours difference basically oh my like it said he sent it at 749 but I was reading it at 449 which means on east coast time he's not sending it not east Djibouti time but right. eastern America time yeah so I'm like hmm is Djibouti a country by the way or a yeah city? it's a country okay cool I knew that of so course so then I decided to google to really look deeper to google his name to find out what i could and i knew his name i knew from what he told me he was from brooklyn no record of him in brooklyn no record of him in bushwick no record of him in new york okay and then um i googled even further i paid a you know and i kept seeing stuff for a Derek freeman in connecticut and i was like I didn't mean to say his name, but... It's all right. You probably should. I know. What's the difference? Um, I just don't want to... Cause pain to some person that's not... No, no, no. I don't want to be harmed myself. So anyway, so I end up looking further and I find that... I basically find, because I knew he was a catcher. He played baseball. He was a catcher. And he told me he would play baseball in college, that he got a full scholarship to Massachusetts to a college in Massachusetts. And so I was like, well, if he went to college, there's got to be some record of him playing college baseball. Well, I can't find any record, but I do find record of him playing baseball in high school, catching in Connecticut at Parrish High School. And I'm like, well, Connecticut is not Brooklyn. So I look deeper, and like the email that's that's set to the same Derek Freeman is the email that is... His the same mailing address or the mailing address is the same as the one in Djibouti that I've been sending all of his gifts to. What do you mean? Wait. I, what do you mean? His mailing address in Connecticut. Yeah, and but but all of your addresses come up. You know, every place that you've registered you or do, where you've lived. Search? I paid a website. You did one of those. Yeah. I've always thought I'd do one of those. Mm-hmm. It was like four dollars. It wasn't like even expensive. <gasps> really? Yeah. Maybe it's when I, but I also double checked it, no it against myself what to is- make sure because like. It said he had all this family. Yeah. And he told me he had no family. So you checked your own stuff. I checked my own stuff to see, Super like, exactly. what it said about my own self. And, you know, it definitely said that I had, like, grandparents yeah. who had lived at a certain address, but... Those things really work? You get all their old, like, information? Of the people who've lived at certain addresses. Okay. So then I thought, well, if what it's still... What programs do you use? What, which, which site do you know? It's called like Spokio or something. I don't even know. Like as soon as I did the searches for him, it kept coming up. And and his brother's name really started popping up the most because his brother's on Facebook. And I was like, wait, he has a brother. I didn't think he had any family. Did you find his brother's Facebook? Yeah. Look for pictures of him and his brother? Yeah, but I couldn't unless his brother, unless I was his friend. Let me ask a question before. (laughs) Did you think of 
were your options let me send a request to his brother or were your options let me start a fake account and try to get his brother to friend at that point I was so emotionally overwhelmed that I just sent his brother a message oh and I said hey my name's Sarah I'm friends with your brother Derek if it's the same Derek that's in the army anyway I hope you're doing well yeah I didn't try to put anything else but I wish I had had somebody like you send it any feelers yeah um, what do you mean someone like me send it? So that it doesn't... So what if his brother calls Derek, you know what I mean? And says like, hey, this chick Sarah Tiana is like... Then he's going to know. And I still wanted to let him uh, hang so himself. So I try to befriend it, yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, as I'm looking, I find that he's from Connecticut and that there's a woman living with him with his last name. Um, with Derek Freeman. Is yeah. it Mrs. Derek Freeman? Apparently. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> it was devastating because it's like all your your worst nightmares are oh, coming no. true because you you totally realize that you've been played but it's not even me it's like how could you even say that to your family you know like how could you say what's your family act like your parents were dead oh, and the yeah. only reason I knew his parents weren't dead is because the same mother that was registered on the addresses also had a Facebook account and Facebook didn't come around you know before 16 years ago so yeah. she would never have created that account before she passed away you know right, right, right. she's supposed to have died 16 years ago yeah oh yeah when he was 17 so if she has a Facebook account now so you he know, had a whole family the whole time I don't think he has kids I don't even know if he's still married but there was a I remember him telling me that his ex-girlfriend lived in Puerto Rico and that he had met her there and this lady Lillian who you know is his wife or whatever or you know the woman that was living at his address is from Puerto Rico and and um you know yeah man so it's okay. kind of hard because you f- you find it and you and I was so upset, you know, like when you when you realize this was, he, he pro- this was him and he had a wife. Yeah, and that he was just like telling me what he wanted me to hear, you know. So then I really just started asking myself, like, why would somebody do this? Yeah, you know? what did he have to gain? I also don't. I, so then, as soon as I found that, did you feel dumb? No, I felt really smart for figuring it out before okay. I walked down the aisle or let him move out here. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he was supposed to move here and stay here. He was here never going to move here. No, he was never. As, as far as I can tell. I mean, it, he might have tried to come out here and act like he was just so he could fuck me With or the whatever. trips to San Diego, like, planned ahead of time so he no. could, like, get out of the idea, like, get out and Not see Not that I know people. of. Uh, okay. You know, I, I honestly think that the reason he was has been MIA for the last month is because he knew he was coming home and he just had to, like, figure it out how he was going to... I mean, he could be getting a divorce. I have no idea. Do you think he was trying to get the M- MWR to fly you out there because he didn't have any money, but he wanted yeah. to bone you? Yeah, And he's like, we'll totally. go to the hotel. Yeah. And when it finally came through, it's like, well, it's too late. Yeah, totally. Man. And so... What uh, would you have felt if he had done that? If you had, like, boned him? Yeah, it would have been worse? even way more upset, you know? Because I think it's been easier for me to, like, move past it this last week, knowing, A, I figured it out for myself. B... I'm 
not physically attached to him. Like my life really doesn't have to change. I can just continue to go on as I have been because I've been living without him for two and a half months. Yeah. Technically, you know, I haven't been touching him or kissing him or, you know, it's like, I'm not missing. Yeah. I've only kissed him once. So I I don't even, you know, so, but I also found out that I don't even think he's in the special forces. I'm I'm not even sure that he's in the army. What's he doing there? He could be a contractor. Like, I don't even know. Because I had my friend... That's This was also so stupid. A, my uncle's a general. So I can get any information that I want. Did you ever think to call your uncle and say, can you look this guy up for me? I need you to... I was about to, but I asked some other friends who I know are in elite parts of the military that, you know, they don't let me talk about. So therefore, I know that they're being honest. And... And we've been friends for a long time, and I've been single for a long time, so I know that it's not like them trying to fuck me to like tell me something I don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just my friends. And, I mean, I've done so many of these tours, so I know tons of people in the military. And I have tons of people who will have my back that I can trust, who have come through for me in plenty of times. And so I called in some favors, and I sent them pictures of him that he had sent to me, yeah. of him in the field with weapons or whatever. What was it? What do you think? And they were like, no, I see rank in five different places. The weapons are wrong. You see what? Rank. When you're in the special forces, you're not allowed to have rank showing. Oh, so they see rank in five different pictures. In five different pictures. Yeah, there's no way. And then they said... What's special forces like Jason Bourne? That's different. No, no, no. It's different. Special forces is like act of valor. Okay. You know, know, they can survive in the forest with a knife forever. Yeah. (laughs) Um... They're like, no, the weapons are wrong, the boots are wrong, the the uniform's wrong, you know. Really? Yeah. Like, but it'd be enough to fool someone who doesn't know no. Yeah, and they were all he was also like my friend was like, if he's only an E five and he's been in for ten years, then he's a fucking pussy. And he's an idiot, you know, and like you know, all this and I was like but then I was like, Well, if he was in the special forces, would he even be allowed to show me pictures of him in there? And he's like, No. So I was like, Okay, well then maybe uh-huh. he is, you know. Oh, right. but then the ones you. I had other friends, and I would show him the email. Them, the did you want to? Okay, at this point, when you're trying to go through all the, the slew thing, what are you? What are you hoping to find out? I, be, well, for me, knowledge is power, and so the more I know, the more I can defend myself in an argument. Yeah, but what are you hoping to find? What am I hoping to find? You're doing. Oh this my work. god! I mean, I think part of me just wants it to all be a lot. You know, that to be a lie that. He really is who he says he is, and he had to go through all these, you know, yeah. circles to, to make sure that like that story stayed true, just to protect himself in the military or whatever. Okay. Um, but you know, the very last, first of all, yeah, I haven't if, been hearing from him for okay. you know, every two to four days. But as him. you're finding this out, what if he was like, okay, yes, I do have a family, I do have this, but I couldn't tell you any of that. But I still love you. Like, were you thinking of those no. those things at all? Well, yeah. You must have been having like. I, I mean, a million things are racing through your head, but at the same time, I'm like, no, it's already done. You know, you've damaged it. If you would have told me all that up front, if you would have told me you had no money, my feelings would still be the same. Right. If you would have told me you weren't in the special forces, my feelings would still be the same. Yeah. You know, that doesn't change anything. You think he was just doing that for like? Would he do that to lots of people? Oh, I'm sure. I think he had plenty of women, and I think that email was. Not for me. I think it was for somebody else. David um, Taylor had that once when he what? broke up with Bridget. Yeah. Uh, this really pretty girl. And she, he got an email from her that was like trying to get back together and on and again, off again. And he got an email saying, uh, uh, hey, I missed you last night. It was so much fun. It was last night. Uh-oh. And he goes, wrong David. Mm-hmm. He goes, did it autocorrect on the, uh, 
not autocorrect, but autofill uh, uh, when she puts oh, yeah. DAV. <gasps> Forgot about David Taylor completely, and oh then she filled God. in. She just sent it. Yeah. No, my friends were like, no, no. I even had them read some of the emails. And to what? So they can they can like go over. It with yeah, like, like be, well, because a big thing that what, the biggest red flag, the biggest mistake he made was that. Well, a not thinking that I would check. I <laughs> that I'm what he smart did. enough to figure. So you haven't it out. talked to him about this. Mm-mm. He's you want actually. To? I thought about that too. A lot of things have gone of through my head in the last to, few right? days because. When also, did you find this out? Okay, so it all kind of started Thursday. Today is Monday. So on Thursday, we typed our first show for The Burn, and I get an email him from him right around 8 o'clock, right at the time that the show is taping, and he should know that, you know, because he knows I'm taping the show. But even if he doesn't know the time, whatever, it doesn't matter. And so, you know, it was kind of putting things off on me, like... I know you're really busy. I feel like we've drifted apart. You know, like maybe you're questioning your love for me or whether you ever loved me in the first place. You know, and there were two emails kind of back to back. And one was from an iPhone and one was from a computer. And I was like, it's really shitty. And and then also, it's really shitty that you're trying to put this off on me. Like, I'm the one that's not present. I'm the one that's pulling away. You know? When I've been nothing but, like, committed and here from you. Here for you. And so... After talking to my friends, um, I sent him an email that was like, when can we talk? I feel like if we just have a phone conversation. At this point, you already know. like so you're, No, you're, I hadn't done research okay. yet. Um, I was like, when, we can, when can we talk? I haven't, you know, like I, you know, I just feel like if we can have a conversation, we can really settle this, you know. I still, I mean, I love you. So then I get an email from him like three hours after that. And I'm like, hmm, these emails have been coming every four days. Yeah. So getting one in three hours is pretty good. And so it says, you know, like, yes, we do need to talk. So good news. I'm going to be in New York on Monday. But the bad news is I have to go to an undisclosed location for two weeks. And undisclosed is in quotation marks. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, this isn't, this is exactly why I want to get out of the military. I have no idea what's happening, you know. Um, I, you know, all I care about is you and I just want to be with you. And I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. Like, there's no way. Like, you don't, you don't get to come to New York and then have to leave to go to some undisclosed. That's Jason Bourne stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, that's, so I just don't even email him back. And then, Four hours later, I get another email from him. I was like, did you get my email? Oh, really? Yeah. And I want to respond. Like, oh, interesting. So I don't respond to you right away. And that's when I started realizing that all of this is about is control. And like what he can do. And, yeah. and because he has no power, because he's not financially successful, because he's unhappy with his life, this is how he gets off. By controlling and manipulating women through the web. So... Whether he no. has like an eHarmony account, what, whatever he's doing, I'm sure I am not the first person that he has done this to, and he has figured You're out. Sure, you're positive about this. I just have a gut. It's feeling. Such a good backstory ahead of time. Yeah, like if you go into I mean, it with if lies, he's, if he's really f- has this much information, this isn't the first time he's spouting all of this. Right, it's worked before, right. and you keep doing it because it works. And so I'm the one that figured it out. And I'm the one that put up. So that's why I'm also like, I'm upset. I'm hurt that someone would even consider doing that to another human being. 
But I also know I'm resilient, that I can take it, I can handle it, and I caught you, motherfucker. That's why I haven't talked to him. Because I know... That was that, it? No, no, no. Well, so he um, he sent me that email that was like, did you get my email? Get my email. Yeah. And I said, yes. And when you... I, I said, yes, of course. I'm not... Oh, he said, I'm, I know you're like consumed with work, you know, or what? No. I was like, I'm not consumed with work. When you call, I will answer. I'm not consumed with work. I just have a job. When you call, I will answer. An hour later, that email seemed kind of short. Are you mad at me? Are you frustrated? Do you hate me? Do you not love me anymore? I love you. And I'm like, how are these emails rolling in right and left when you're not even in the country yet? Supposedly. He said he's going to be in New York. Yeah, on Monday. And I'm like, no, I'm not a fucking idiot, dude. And so... I just like I don't respond and then I just say you know what I'm just gonna make him feel at peace because maybe maybe he is going through a lot maybe he's really freaking out maybe he's you know just getting back in and he has to go through some sort of psychological evaluation you know maybe he has to you know because how can you just release someone who's been killing people with their bare hands for 10 years you know back into the wild of America and let him just kill me in my sleep. What, do you know they do I mean? that? What do they do? Oh, yeah, they kill people with their brands. So, no, 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 no. I'm saying, do they just release him and say you're done apparently, now? Apparently. Because I, so I, that's what I was thinking. Hope the so I sent him. Yeah. So then I sent him an email that was like, listen, I, um, I just got really nervous when you said you thought things were different and you thought I was pulling away or that, you know, that, um, that you were feeling disconnected. That made me really nervous, but I'm here to... Like, it was this whole long email that I sent him about how I'm here to stay, I love you, like, nothing has changed, my feelings haven't changed, I still care about you just as much as I ever have, and I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Then, I don't hear from him for another (laughs) day and a half. And I'm like, unbelievable, you know? Like, here I am, like, putting myself out there getting an email from you every you know four emails in one day and then all of a sudden it's got to be two days again where is the hey what are you doing no i I know you have a brother well because i'm still waiting to make sure i think it through and i also want to have more information at this point i don't have the information from my friends in the military so friday i got a letter once last year i was looking for coachella tickets this year Mm-hmm. I was looking for Coachella tickets, and uh, they said I saw on something like if you just so you know it's 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 wristbands this year instead of tickets, and they said do not send anyone money on Western Union oh. for tickets, and so I was like oh, all right fine I kind of glanced over that, and then I was looking for tickets and I found one you know people like on Craigslist would sell them, and this guy's like yeah I have the tickets uh, I can totally give them to you, um, and I was like tickets or wristbands he goes yeah yeah, yeah wristbands. And I was like, all right, something's up. Mm. And he goes, just, you know, West me, ha- you need the half the money and then I'll meet you for the rest because I don't know you. And then I just went back, does this normally work? Because I just figured, oh, this is clearly what it is. I already thought. And then the Western right. Union, no response. That's it. Done. Yeah. I'll move on to the next mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, I, but I, but I would have liked that answer. Like, yeah, usually. Um, but I guess not for you. I just, I wanted a response to be like, I wanted to know. Don't you want to know? Yeah, I do. But here's the other thing. Um, so, so this was Friday afternoon that I sent him that email telling him that I'm not going anywhere and that I'm fine. Because at that point, I really was like trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, like I'm waiting to really talk to him on the phone and want to do anything over email. And hear a possible I want to actually hear his voice, his voice and, and, and sense 
and get that feeling because I feel like over email, my own emotions are growing into everything. Yeah. And I can't really look at the situation until I hear his voice. Right. So then Friday night, I am texting one of my friends who's a Marine and, and then other friends in the military who are super high up. And I'm showing them the pictures that he sent me. And then that's when they're like, no, no way, dude. And then I'm asking them about the undisclosed look. And they're like, lies. And they're like, if anybody tells you they're getting out of the military in less than three months when you meet them, they're liars. Oh, really? And Why? Because no one thinks to say that? Because I guess the military, the way that they handle the exit process is just not like that. Um, also, like, you don't ever have to go somewhere when you come home. Once you're out, you're out. You're, yeah. You get to go home and they, you never have to come back in except for reserves or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, like there were, there were like all these situations just don't match up. And then also, you don't send emails to your family that would ever make them worry about you or think that something could be wrong. That's a big training, and a that's big part of their training. Going into an underclothes. Yeah. So okay. Okay, sure. I uh, I almost like don't want to like tell people these tricks because I don't want people to do these this thing to women. But at well, the yeah, same time, the I want women to understand no, yeah. what. Uh, Unfortunately, I have about six female listeners, <laughs> so <laughs> those six are going to be really well prepared. But the rest. Yeah. So, anyways, so then I was like, "This is all." So then the next on Saturday morning, yeah. I get an email from him that says like, <gasps> this you is know. This, uh, yeah, just like two, two days, days ago. ago. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll Monday? actually read it to you. Okay, yeah. And then, um, and then you can just hear what it says. Um, so, I will call you today. I'm bummed about tomorrow as I'm dying to see you and touch you. Because he also said, like, I wish I could just send you, bring you to New York on Monday. And I had half a mind to on Monday to email him and be like, I'm here. Uh-huh. Doing press with Jeff Ross for the burn, you know? Yeah. Um, he said, I will call you today. This is Saturday. I'm oh, bummed about. I'm bummed up. And this is Saturday morning at, you know, 7 a.m. his time. I'm bummed about tomorrow as I'm dying to see you and touch What's you. What's tomorrow? So what's Sunday? Tomorrow, am I guessing? You know, Bums and what, what? What do you mean? I think he's getting Sunday and Monday confused. Okay. Um, what's Monday? Monday was the day he was going to be in New York. Uh, 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 so he's getting okay. his dates confused because he's lying. Okay. This has been eating away at my heart for a while now, and I want you to know that I love you and stare at your pictures every day, daydreaming about you. I'm so in love. I wasn't saying that I feel different in any way about us, just that we have been distant lately, and I don't like it. I need you. I love you, Sarah. And, you know, I, I, like in the email before that, I actually said, like, you know, I love you too. I just don't understand why you can email me and not call me. Yeah. It seems like you're dodging that question. Yeah. And then no response to that. And so, you know, that was Saturday. Why do I think he won't call you? Because he is not where he's supposed to be. But also, Can't you know, he's going to be number? calling me from his cell phone number and then I'll have his cell phone number. Oh, so okay, so then, oh, uh, you don't have the, a just a little bit more of the story. I know you have okay. to go, but I don't like, have to add some, um, thirty minutes. So, so then he doesn't call me. Has the brother written back? No, I know I've been trying to like wait, um, but um, so this was Saturday I got, morning. I got that email like I'll call you today. No call. Yeah, and I'm like, hmm. of course, of course. Oh no no, I'm sorry. This was Sunday. I'm sorry. This was Sunday. That he wrote that. That he wrote me that email. Yes, I'll call you today. I'm bummed about tomorrow. So Monday or whatever. So 
No, no word from his brother. So yeah. he doesn't call me on Sunday, and I'm like, wow, all right. And then um, you had to expect that at this point, right? Yeah, at this point, I'm just like, you know, whatever. Um, because and so you know, he sends me that email like, I'll call you today. I miss you. I love you. I need you. And I just don't respond because I'm waiting for him to call. To call. Yeah. And then this morning, I get an email that says, I emailed you yesterday and have not heard back. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. If I don't email you every 10 seconds like I normally do, all of a sudden you're paranoid. Like, you can't. So I just you don't think even. He wants you to, to want him? Yeah, I guess so. What do you think his thing is? And then, um, so then I just don't, I just haven't been responding. And so. He's emailed me a few times today, and then he actually s- tried to Skype call me at like 7.30, but I didn't answer. I was Why? Because that's the thing. Why? Because... Today he tried? Yeah. Because you, here's you the thing. I'm just not ready to talk to him yet, and I don't know if I ever will be, but what I realized is like this whole thing is about controlling me, Yeah. and uh, it's about telling me what I need to hear. It's about influencing me. It's so he's about just gonna tell you something manipulating you me. But I also want him to wonder what I'm thinking. And I don't want to let him know that I know anything. I want him to torture himself like I've been torturing myself, not knowing what's going on with him yeah. for a month. And I'm not going to let him off the hook by telling him, I got you, motherfucker. Yeah. Like he's going to figure it out. It. And maybe one of your listeners in Connecticut's just going to be like, hmm, I heard this comic talking about you. <laughs> you know, like, I just want other women out there to know, like, that, you, you know, think, or men. Do you think any part of him actually did, like, he did love you, but he just like, I can't make this happen because I have this wife, but I really do love her, and I just wanted to I have keep no going. idea. When one love. lie starts, how do you believe anything? Yeah, how do you know? Because if someone really loves you and cares about you, they'll be honest with you. Like, I am honest to a fault. And my big thing is honesty. Like, I've been through a boyfriend that's cheated on me before. I can get through that. I can't get through the dishonesty. Not telling me the so truth. I'm cheating on you? Well, he did admit it. Really? When I asked him, he admitted it. And he admitted that he thought he was falling in love with her. Oh, wow. And, um, and that was the part that hurt. Oh, not I the sex. That. You know what I mean? Yeah, we talked yeah. about that in your bathtub. In my bathtub. You were in your bathtub. Let's <laughs> yeah. clarify. I was on the phone. <laughs> but... You know, that's, that's w- when we can have an honest conversation, to me, that's adults moving on and communicating. But when you, when you break my trust by lying to me, there's no way back from that. And yeah. now I know. And part of me wants to hear him admit it. And part of me just wants to be like, because he always said with women, when yeah. he's done with you, he's, he's done. done with you. And he just walks away and never looks back. But you don't know if that's true either. I don't know if that's true, but I think he deserves holding, a dose of his own his, medicine. Are you still holding on to some of the stuff he says? Like, well, if he really cares about me, if he really he loves me, no, he doesn't. But if he really did, yeah. and if this was all a lie and a misunderstanding, then he will fight for me to to understand that. Right. But if he's not fighting hard enough, what not even calling. What percent of you is still holding out hope that he does that? Maybe one percent. One. Mm-hmm. And still mm. like, maybe, maybe. Maybe 10%. But most of me is close. like, also just like, proud of myself for figuring it out. Proud yeah, of myself amazing. for putting it out there. I'm a little embarrassed, you know? That like, you especially. you feel like you were used or something? Just used, but just manipulated again. Gone. You know, like a big, but. A, I'm sorry about this, Sarah. I know. That sucks. It does suck. And it also sucks because 
you know, about nine or ten years ago, I got out of a like a really verbally abusive, manipulative relationship that was really hard for me. And, you know, it really, it hurt me very deeply. And it took me years to get my confidence back, to get my sea legs back, to to believe in myself again, to go out there and be honest with women and say, like, you deserve a man that treats you like this, but you also deserve respect. And also, like, you can't, like deserve respect for a man until you have respect for yourself and you can't give you that man respect. You think you weren't respect. respecting yourself? No, not when you let somebody manipulate you like no. that. No, how is that your... How but no, that? no, no, I'm not saying this time. I'm yeah. saying this time I caught it as opposed to I was with that guy for, you know, the guy that hurt oh. me for three and a half years and it was torture and it, it took, you know, a long time for me to repair that independence, you know, and get that back. And so... Yeah. You know, I never talk about that guy because that's what he wants. He wants you know? to talk about him. He told me once, he said... The first guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, bad, the, the verbally abusive guy, he said, you know, the good thing about... I, I started doing stand-up, like, right after we broke up. Yeah. And it was really therapeutic for me. And I remember yeah. him calling me, like... <laughs> like a year after I had started, and I... I didn't know it was him or else I wouldn't have picked up and you know he was like joining you know trying to get in the FBI or whatever so he needed me to lie for him again and I just said no I wouldn't do it and cause I don't tell lies you know and and so he's like well you know good luck with stand up I'm I'm sure you know the good thing about our relationship is like now you'll have plenty of material yeah and I said nothing you ever did to me was funny and I will never mention you on stage because I hope people forget you. Oh, what do you say to that? Nothing. What could you say? You know, and I've never talked about him on stage ever. Never brought him up. Nobody know. You don't know about him. You've never even heard of him. No, I never heard about him. Yeah. Cause I hope he disappears and I hope this guy disappears too, but not in, like, I don't want anybody to harm him or anything. Just I hope just, he goes away. That's what happened with all exes. You're like, just go live in Iowa in a castle. Just go away. You know, the good thing is that comes out of, like, I have no regrets about anything I've done in my life. And I, I don't, I don't regret meeting him because I never did, you know? Yeah, I guess not, huh? You just like, it's just like those, I don't know. It was just like a fantasy and it was, it was easy for me to buy into it because I wanted to, you know? Every girl wants to feel like you met the perfect person who cares about you just as much as you care about them. And, you know, I love it for sight stuff. Yeah. It's been a yeah. long time since I've cared about anybody. It's been years, you know, and I've really just been so focused on myself, you know. I mean, I even made that bet with Tebow about shoes, you know. What was a shoes bet? You know, like months ago, I was like all upset about some booty call that wasn't like going well. Yeah. And he was like, you just need to stop doing that. You know, like that guy doesn't deserve you. And you're, you know, you, you deserve to be in a relationship with someone who cares. And I was like, I just don't think it's in the cards for me to even forever. Yeah. I'm just not sure at this point because I feel like I'm also, my job on earth is like 
to translate the things that happened to me into it's not your job on earth that's just one of the things you do it is one of the things I do but it feels like the important thing that I'm supposed to be doing right now is like translating what happens to me into in teaching people like how to, to are you do you feel a lack of like that sort of like closeness with a, with a man do you feel like a Like I can't do it? No, but like you need it and you're not getting it. Like when you don't have vitamin C for a while and you feel like gross. Do you feel like you you need that now? Um, I mean, I feel like you... I mean, sometimes it ebbs and flows where it's like, where you're like, no, I don't want a relationship now. I just want... But then after a while, you're like, I I need some sort of connection. Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever not needed that. You know, like I'm a very emotional person. I have a lot of love to give and it's hard. You know, when you feel like you're really vulnerable and you trust people and you're good to them, you know, like I'm a really great girlfriend. I'm sure. I mean, I'd send him a postcard every day. I sent him care packages and made him cookies. You know, I bought him shirts. Did he get those? Yeah. He got them. He would say something about them. Oh yeah. He would eat them. You know, like while we were talking, that's how I knew that that address worked. Okay. And that was, that address was in Djibouti. Yeah. That's Maybe where he I was met just him. a contractor. It could have been. You know, I don't even know at this point. Could I have been just in the army too. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, so do you the want good th- thing is, like, yeah. I get to still be me and he has to be him. And, like, that's the only thing that I can take away from this is that, like, my life doesn't change. I'm still a good person and he has to live with who he is and what he did. There's never any justice. Nobody's ever going to, like... There isn't any justice, but the only thing that I can do is, like, not give him my power. And my power is, like, letting him know that, like, I know. I just want him to try to figure out. Maybe he's going to he's gonna go through, like, anger, regret, what did I do? You know, he's going to be rethinking everything. And he's going to be looking. If I were him, like, I would be, like, looking through my emails and, like, scouring and trying to figure out what's going on. He even said to me today on an email, like, I see you posting on Twitter. Why aren't you answering your email? And what do you... And I'm like, because you said you would call me. <laughs> I didn't reply, but that's what I'm thinking. Do you want to just reply? And just like, until you call me, we've got nothing. You need to call well, me. Well, then he I've did been call me, and I didn't... Weeks. And then I didn't answer, because I just wasn't... Are you scared? I'm scared of... Not handling yourself in the... In the I, I feel like I need some time away from it before I can handle it in a way that's like... Not over, you know, like crazy. Emotional, yeah. Because I feel like right now I would just bring in a lot of useless anger, and that's what I have friends for. I have family here. You guys are all like my brothers, you know? And it's yeah. like all my friends here have been so helpful, you know, and just like whisking me up, you know? Like Justin and Nick took, we went to the beach on Saturday yeah. and just like. You know, they've all been just trying well, to help Sunday, me take my... I heard, I heard you guys had such a good time. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, beach, that sounds wonderful. It was. It was so great. And just it was, trying to cheer you up? Yeah, just hanging out and just, like, remembering that, like, this is what is so great. And, like, this is why I'm lucky. It sucks when you get really into a guy or a girl, whatever, but then it becomes, like, that's all you could think about. And then you realize, like, you forget, like... That's like ten percent of my life. Yeah, exactly. And it's sus. It's all you think about right now. It's like when you. It's like when the fucking whatever team you like loses in the Super Bowl and you can't think of anything else. But you know yeah. later that's not important. 
No, it's not important. And what is important is my job. I'm so proud of myself for the show, and I'm really like. Man, Sarah, this sucks. It does suck. It's just like this is just pain. What do you? Uh. It sucks because I feel like I haven't done anything to deserve it. You no. know, like I'm never mean to anybody. I don't shut anybody out. And like, There's even no when guys ask me out, I apologize and say I'm sorry. I'm just like not interested. Like yeah. I don't want to. Waste your time or, you know, let you buy me dinner and waste your money. Like, you know, I just, I just don't, I feel like my time is so important to me. It's like my number one thing that I cherish is every single minute of every day. Like, I honestly feel like if I died tomorrow, I would be fine because I've lived such an amazing life because I honestly embrace everything. And have you had any thought of like doing this with someone else? No. Was no, no. Okay, that's good. No, I don't think about stuff like that, but I just think that, like, the number one thing he robbed me of was my time. Like, he took time away for, in my head, you know, he just took mental time away from me. And that's really hard. Usually, when I end a relationship, I try to like, think, like, when I'm out of it a little bit, and I, 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 I'm cried like you were doing. Yeah. I try to think, like, well, overall, it's painful now, but overall, did I come out ahead or behind? <laughs> and if I had like a good year and a shitty two months, it's like once those shitty two months is done, yeah. overall this is good memories. This is honestly the first time I've cried about it. You know, really? like I let it out, I've baby. I'm a little upset about it. Like I've had a moment where like a few tears fell, but like even like the whole month that he was like away and it was just all through email. Like I just I remember trying to cry at some point because I was just so frustrated about the situation and I missed him. And I just couldn't. And I think there's just something in my mind saying like it's not worth it. You know? Not with crying over him. And I was right, you know, it's like my gut is like always right. And it's right because I'm always honest. I'm honest with myself yeah. and I'm honest with other people. And so when you have that kind of honesty with yourself, you do have to trust your gut. It feels good to cry. It does. Well, uh, I've it's been like waiting pent- to do this for like, like a month. Pent up and I feel bad. All these guys that are listening are going to be like, what an emotional lady. You no, know? I think they get it at this point. That seems pretty bad to fall in love with somebody who's not real. Yeah, you know, it's just like an illusion of a human being, and it's just Wouldn't like it have been what's better so if he's crazy. To get money out of you? I feel. I mean, it could. I don't need what money. It's not like I have anything. I but asked him tr- for money. He wasn't trying to do anything like that. It was no like specific scam. It's probably yeah. just to fuck you. I think it was just to fuck me. And I think. And he probably could have even said, "I'm married," and you might have been okay with it. I don't know. But maybe. No, I would never have been okay with no. that. No. No. Oh, it's just me. <laughs> yeah. No, you're fine with stuff like that. I'm not. But no. I, I just like, I just feel like I'm a good, honest person and I just don't do that I'm to people. I'm sorry, I need my chapstick. Oh. Um, but, I mean, I just, there's, there's I'm just no more karma. baffled that like what? human beings can do that, you know? Yeah. But that's just, you know, people are shitty. What are you going to do? Don Barris said this once about relationships that when you're when you're young, yeah. you're 16. You know how when you fall in love at 16. Do you ever see that my, Brianna video? Rihanna? No, Brianna. It's no. this kid. He's like this. He looks like Justin Timberlake. Uh-huh. He's 16 and he's holding a camera on himself and like going back and forth. And he's like, Brianna, I love you more than all the sands and all the beaches and all the universes and the mm-hmm. and just on and on. It's so flowery. And I'm just like, you're gonna get crushed. Right. I just felt bad for that guy. Yeah. But Don says the first time you 
you like somebody, you have feeling for somebody, your ar- your heart is open, like with your hands right. are open completely wide, and then you get crushed, you get destroyed, right. and then your arms open a little bit less. Yeah. I've told you this, right? No, or you, you have it. And to the no, point totally where it's it. like, when you're 33 or 34 and you meet somebody, your arms are barely <laughs> open, and you're like, all like right, hugging easy. Myself. So then when they crush you, even something like this, it's like, yeah, you you're know, not going to make me go into a depression here. Yeah, no, I just, I, it's not going to change the way that I trust men, you know? I'm probably going to... No, because I'm. That's never changed in my life. Even after that you know happened with Aaron, even after I went through, you know, the manipulative, you know, verbal abuse, like all of that. All it's done is make me stronger, and it's and it's just given me more, almost like ammunition, almost like more love to give. Like I just feel like every time it happens to me, like I don't know, like. It makes me upset because I don't feel like I deserve it, but I just always think there's got to be a reason. There's no know? reason. You still believe in God? <laughs> yeah. What would be the reason? There's just chance. No, I just feel like it's my. The it's reason like is that Aurora. I can. I'm going to talk about it. Oh, you know, yeah. that I'm going to make it therapeutic for other people. Well, it's like it sucks, but at least you can get bring some like help to other people through yeah. it or bring help to yourself through it like, when you know, I talk about it and I have the courage to talk about it and make it funny you know hopefully if anybody else is going through that pain like it just helps people conquer that too you know yeah. like sometimes I feel like that's why this stuff happens to me it's just because if you've seen my act in the last two years it's gotten so it's so different really yeah, with all the deal breakers and talking about sex and just talking about like empowering women, empowering couples, empowering men to like notice when a woman isn't being honest or telling women not to pretend that there's something that they're not when they're in the dating process, you know? Yeah. I feel like all of that stuff, like we live in a generation now where like, you know, everybody's getting divorced. Everybody. Yeah, and quit lying about it. Yeah, and I, most ninety percent of the time, it's women that want the divorce. And yeah, but you know, they but they pass down to the next generation of like love is so possible. And it's like, why don't you just tell people? Well, I think it's women possible are, you're gonna fuck up and get a divorce. Yeah, like I, I'm honestly not scared of divorce either. But I also like I feel like people get divorced because they don't say what they want and they're not honest with themselves before that ever happens I think women put on this performance of like I'm on my best behavior it's like you're in prison and the only way to get out is to get a ring and you know what people never do that when I'm meeting guys I never put on a false face right I just put on my own face and they put on their own face and if I'm attracted to that guy like you know friendly ways right then I'm like I'm gonna be friends with you and right. other people that are like oh you're into like Ed Hardy and stuff like I'm not gonna be friends right, with you right. it's okay yeah. but then you actually get drawn to what you're actually into right and I think women a lot of times like it's like you have to be on your best behavior to get out of prison right and yeah. so they act totally cool with everything but that's the thing everything. where it's like it's getting out of prison is getting a relationship and a that's not because that's what society has bred women to think that if yeah. you're not married somehow you're not lovable somehow you're not and and let's be honest most women don't want to get married they just want to have a wedding yeah and that's a big problem and any woman that fakes an orgasm with you is a woman that is faking the whole fucking thing because what she's saying is like I'm not willing to ask you for what I want right. which is the heart of all honesty I'm not willing to be patient 
you know, and I'm not willing to demand excellence. Like those are three imperative parts of a relationship. Being honest, saying what you want, saying what you need, and then giving to that other person too. And when you can't do that, you're saying, let's just set, let's just get this over. Like, let's just, whatever makes you happy for right now. And it's the same as saying like, I'm cool with you going and playing video games with your friends. I'm cool. I'm cool with your mom. I'm cool with the fact that, you know, you watch football in your underwear, you know, whatever it is. But they're not cool with that. If it really bothered them, they would say something. And they're scared to say something because you might break up with them and then they have to start all over again. But then the reality is then you just get cunty or bitchy. Yeah. Boys or girls get like that. Here's the thing. Now you're just fighting over nothing. Men never change. Women change. Women change change because what happens is they get older and it's like their balls drop it's like <laughs> they grow they they figure out who they are and what they want because they're seeing what they don't want yeah and if they would just be honest with themselves years before i'm not saying all women and i'm certainly not saying all men but this is what i've noticed because and i notice this because i'm so honest that guys are like whoa you know Whereas there used to be women being like, it's cool. Nah, she's yeah, just yeah. really cool. Like, how many times have you said that about a girl? She's I told, super yeah. cool. And that just means she's not bossing me around constantly. Right, right. She's and super I, cool. I mean, she's just like any dude I've ever met. Right. I'm not bossy. I'm a really great girlfriend. But if you tell me you're going to do something and then you don't do it and I bring it up, yeah. we need to have a conversation about that. Yeah. Like, but I used, I used what, to, the, honest, the honesty and the, and the true communication comes when we, when we know that this isn't and end all like we're not breaking up we're just having an argument yeah. and we both need to figure out where we stand on that subject right there's nothing wrong I, think I used people- to lie to my ex my wife because I was like going to play cards with Caparulo or Renazisi mm-hmm. late at night and I was like I'm just gonna go hang out at Caparulo's house and she's like okay and then I call back I'm like hey I don't know why it yeah, just felt weird why? I'm going to play cards and she's right. like, yeah okay also okay I'm going to sleep by the way it's really weird. Like, but right? I had to lie because of the exes before that right. who would be like, why are you spending money on that? You should be spending money on me or whatever it was. Well, then that's when you just go like, hey, this yeah, isn't... Yeah, if you're able to, yeah, but yeah, you're not right. able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my, the manipulator, the, yeah. the bad guy, you know, he Derek used Freeman. to... No, no, before Derek. Uh, <laughs> the abusive guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the guy I met in Georgia. Like, he, like, uh, he would do that too. He would, he would, I'd be like, where are you? He's like, oh, we're at Mahoney's. But yeah. they were at another bar. Like, right. why even tell me? What does it why matter? Why bother with the lie? Why? Like, now there's just more that you have to remember. Yeah. Like, to me, it's just so much effort. And like I said, my time is important to me. So why do I want to waste my time with lies? It's just way easier to remember shit when you're honest. And yes, it might and it's be like, a it's problem. It's not the worst thing if the guy or girl you're into doesn't like one thing you do. Yeah, that's it's okay. O- it's okay for <laughs> them okay. not to like everything about you. not the end you. of the world. And if they think it's the end of the world, then they have an issue. Like, well, Move that's on. Okay, that's just too much. Yeah. Okay. If you're like, oh, you're, you don't vote. I can't be with someone yeah. who doesn't vote. Like, really? I mean, it sucks All right. Because you probably don't like that about yourself either. But you have to be honest with the fact that, like, I'm hey, not changing. I don't like that you smoke. Yeah. I'm not going to just put up with it. And then once we're married, and now pretend it's fine. You're like, yeah, I don't like the smell. Yeah, because what happens now? You're going to owe me like half of your income because I fucking changed. That's right. so awful. Yeah. It's so crazy that the way the world works. And like, to me, that's really manipulative of women so to you, say that. Yeah. So how do you avoid falling for something like this in the future? Not that some, this is normal, but like... Well, I just have to keep my eyes and ears open. And like, and I'm, that's why I'm like... Do you I'm love like, less now? Do you give yourself over less now? No, no, no. Not at all. I think I'm just like, I'm really aware. And you know, you yeah. see this happening all the time. Like where people are like, 
you know, they have a secret family somewhere else, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like this happened to a friend of mine recently, like her mom and dad have been together forever and they just found out that he what? had a whole family in, you know, South America, Whoa. you know, and then like another friend of mine, like he always talked about this. his dad being in the CIA and we used to say like, your dad's not in the CIA, he's just cheating on your mom. And, and that's what it was? Five years later, there's no, never even Man, worked in the CIA. secret organization is a great excuse. Yeah. They will not let me talk about this. Yeah. But also like the CIA, we, you know, like I have my own speculations that it's just like a cover up for like men who want to cheat. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just a dating site. <laughs> it could just be that. It's like, uh, what's that one? Ashley Madison. We had a friend, oh, yeah. we had a friend, like a friend of the community and his, uh-huh. his dad worked for the CIA. Yeah. And he was like, I can't tell you what I do. I just can't tell you, like I'm not allowed to tell you. And then it came out years later. He was a mechanic for the CIA. <laughs> and I'm like, you too, you were too allowed to say. Yeah, you're, you just you're fixed fine. cars from nine to six. <laughs> yeah. You and your wrench. <laughs> Man, Sarah. I know. It's weird. I saw you cried. I have way too much crying on a comedy I'm podcast. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Have other people cried on yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, no. Brody cried. Who? Brody Stevens. Oh, right. Oh, my God. I love Brody. Yeah. He's one of my favorite people in the whole world. Um, I've asked him to marry me four times. Have you seen his show? He said no the to HBO me five show? times. Really? <laughs> Once. No, I, I. You know, I don't have HBO Go because me I have either. Time Warner, and That's they a, don't allow you to have it. I'm and I pay for, for HBO. On, I'm waiting for it to be on Torrents. It's just not there yet mm-hmm. to be able to steal stuff. It's just that mm. nobody's put it up yet. I got to get someone's password for HBO Go. Yeah, but it's great. Well, all right. Do you have any final words? No, I mean this? my I mean, final I, words are that I'm still like. I think you said them. I'm still happy. I'm still like always going to be, you know, looking for love, but I'm, you know, but that the caution doesn't change. And the the reason that this happened to me was to retrain my mind to like, not just what? like, to not just accept everything to like, not just like have blinders on. No, because also like when you, especially when you fall in love, like, you put on blind like you have love goggles yeah, on yeah yeah and when you and see so it later you're like ooh that teaches, was shitty behavior it just reminds I- me to like look in my peripheral and like not just like and to be honest with myself that it's still possible but but you, I mean you still have to trust people and I'm yeah. like where are we in the world if we can't trust anybody yeah we're fucked I mean if I didn't trust you I wouldn't be sitting here right now yeah. telling you my with the you door know, lock. crying I could easily <laughs> rape you in here I could easily rape you as you're crying I'm pretty about strong that guy. I'm pretty strong yeah that's fair I fight dirty though <laughs> you're a scratcher um, <laughs> that's no, how I get you you know Just scratch you on the arm <laughs> if you want me to stop you'll let me do it you know my love for the military hasn't changed my love for men and no. life hasn't changed um, it's just one guy. I'm just, just one really, shitty guy. I'm just really sad that someone could do that to yeah. somebody else. That's the only thing that sucks. Well, you knew they could do it to someone else before that. It's sure. you. You don't like the feeling of it. I don't like the feeling that it wasn't. It's also that it's just me, and it's. I also feel bad for his family. You know, yeah. like if I had a son or daughter that was out there think, telling people I of, died in a car accident. Yeah. When I was, you know. Do you ever think of trying to find his family and tell him? No. Like the wife. You've no. thought about it. I've thought about it. Sure. You, you wouldn't do it. No. No. Too much drama. I don't need to. I think yeah. somebody else will find out, and somebody will tell them. You know, it will hurt a lot more if it comes from somebody that's way closer. You sure. know, but it was. It's, I mean, it's been. 
it's been tough, but like I said, like my life doesn't change. It just no. keeps going. And You're writing on a Comedy Central I'm show. I'm working on a Comedy Central. You're doing something you really want to do. And yeah. still on your own stuff. All my dreams are coming true in my work mode, and this just means that I can get back out there, you know, and yeah. like meet new people and great yeah. people and... Does your heart actually... Go back to fancy hotels. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Does your heart ever physically hurt? Um, I don't think I'm right there yet you know like yeah. I'm, I'm definitely getting closer after this conversation but like no I mean right now I think I'm still in the anger phase I'm also really proud yeah, of myself for finding out yeah well, I could have just I mean this could have gone on I wonder forever. what that brother would say I wonder if he would write back I know I wish I was trying to find Kate my Sean. first girlfriend Kate Hicks she um, she wouldn't talk to me uh-huh. and then I, she wouldn't get on social media wouldn't get on social media and then finally she got a Facebook a, a MySpace account and I would check all the time. I Google her. She, I wanted to know what, it, what was doing going on in her life. Yeah. And nothing. And she started a MySpace account, which is private. So I was like, I need to know what you're into. I just need to. I need to. I need. Uh-huh. So I was like, you can't just, I can't request it from me. She won't take it. She won't take my phone calls or emails. Right. So I had to like create a fake account. I, I, I like said I was from Baltimore and I, I tried to get all these friends from the Baltimore, Maryland area because oh I was like, got to have at least a hundred friends ready to go. You know, and the comments already there. Like, it was right. like, going to be a month-long process. But I was like, how can I get these friends? So I figured I need a picture of a cute girl with, like, lots of pictures, but not too cute where it looks fake. So I just took all of Jen Kirkman's pictures. <laughs> I just went online, and I found, like, 10 different Jen Kirkman pictures. And that's what I wrote. And I wrote, like, a fake profile in about 30 minutes. And guys would write me, like, you're so funny, you're hilarious on all the things you write. And I'm like, motherfucker, I wrote that in 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm not that funny. It's just because I'm cute. Aww. And she accepted me, but then she only had like four of the friends. And we're like, ooh. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta get out of this. This seems really weird. <laughs> You're a loser. <laughs> it's funny what you can imagine someone to be like in your head. Yeah. And when fantasy takes over, where does reality stop? And so I have to just be moving forward. I just have to be cautious about not letting my fantasy of what I want my life to be like down the road invade what my life is like now yeah. and to just and live reality, more in the present yeah just live in reality live in the present and not just get too far ahead of myself maybe don't look for someone in sort of special forces in another country you know I mean that didn't seem so crazy it to me seem so crazy, especially if he's going to be out especially soon. military you know my I passion think, yeah, about no, the there's military. nothing wrong with that no it's he's going to be out in three months that's totally fine you yeah. hit it off with some guy it if makes you hit total it off with some guy in Iowa and he's like I'm moving out to LA in three months he'd be like cool let's yeah. Skype until you get here yeah it'd be the same thing just like Tony and his girlfriend you know what oh, I mean yeah. you know Jenny like they're super happy now they have their own place you know like yeah. things do work out yeah but I just can't have blinders on and I just need to live in the present and not get too ahead of myself and I can do that because I got good friends <sighs> yeah this is a sad story but it's not as sad as it has, like it's not a it's not an end Oh, it's not the end. I mean, yeah. I still get to have sex with tons of dudes. It's great. <laughs> I'm not done. You know, for a while yeah. I thought I was done, and like. Do you not want to fuck anybody for a while? Right now? No. Did you like? When I, guess I met you him, just found out. No, I just found out. Like, have yesterday. you with anybody else? <laughs> no, you haven't done it with anybody else. No, 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 no. How long do you think you'll be ready to do that? I don't know. A little while. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe tonight. I don't know. Really? I'm just joking. Like, do you no. think you'd be ready for it? <laughs> no, it's gonna be a while. Okay. I think I need to just like take, take some time yeah. to myself. You know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just watch a lot of Friday Night Lights, and you know, just like uh, 
get my fantasy and my mind working in a different direction. Like, it's just like really changing course. So it's kind of like stopping a bike that's, you know, going really fast and just slowing down and oh, then yeah. taking a different Instead way. of pressing stop on the front handle yeah, brakes no, and I'm flying over. off. You yeah. know what I mean? So instead, I'm just like, gonna change course and. You know, Seems I like get to still do. Going, st- you're fine. You were fine. Yeah, you just yeah. Ran over just a changing speed bump without seeing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it was. Yeah, and I know. Right? You know, there's no fault. You didn't do anything wrong. You just came across a, like a shitty. Yeah, manipulator. You got attacked by a kangaroo. It's like it's not. You know what I mean? Like shit happens. Nobody yeah. did anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like breaking your arm or something. Yeah. So yeah, I just feel like I broke my arm for a little while and I was out of commission, but you know, now I'm back and. I'm lucky to have great friends and a great job that keeps me really distracted. What yeah. do you keep writing in there? Questions and then thoughts. I think I'm gonna. I've had a thought for a. Um, I have thoughts for songs sometimes. Like if we <laughs> talk about a song, I try to write it down because I always forget when I edit these. Whenever. Uh huh. Um, but I like to use the songs I used in the that we talked about. But where I thought it. So I just thought of closing out with "It's my party." I'll cry if I want to. <laughs> Please don't. Why, really? Please play Chicago, Love Me Tomorrow. That's like right. one of my favorite That's songs. That's what i What about Look Away? Remember that song, oh, Look yeah. Away? Chicago's greatest hits. I actually have two copies in case one gets too scratched. Really? Yeah. Like, I have it on hard CD. Like, I don't even have it on my iPod or my iPhone. Oh, really? I need to put it on there, though. Um, it made me feel so much better that you talked to me about this. Like, you're a really good friend. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I like you. <laughs> I like you too. I feel in these moments you're supposed to say something to people, but I know now that like there's nothing to say. You can't just fix things. No, I'm just gonna keep drinking and smoke some cigarettes and other things, and I'll be fine. It's my party. I don't like the laugh actor now. The Arabs are gonna stone me. Okay. At Sarah Tiana on Twitter. Oh yeah, at Sarah Tiana. Please tweet me and tell me that you're available. S A R A. And please treat me with your correct. S A R A? H. S A R A H T I A N A. Sarah with an H, Tiana with a Tiana. <sighs> All right. And tell her you like the, the burn, burn because she wrote it. And, Yeah. And uh, it might be on there too. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I love you, Ari. I Thank love you, you too, so Sarah. much. I really appreciate it. All right. I'm sorry you had to feel this way. It's okay. I get to go through it with you, and like that's. That's like more than a girl can ask for, you know, yeah. having good friends. Can I give you a hug when I press stop? <laughs> Ew, right. no! No. Okay. Right. I feel like I should give you a hug. You should. Okay. All right, you got your Chicago. Congratulations. Whew, uh, that was heavy. I'm sorry. I had so much crying in these um, in my podcast. <laughs> Not so much, but definitely more than probably more than most comedy podcasts. Um, it's not like I'm trying to make anybody cry. Also, I really don't like seeing my friends cry. <laughs> but there's something beautiful about that emotion. You can't fake it when you cry. It's like you're not faking anything. It's just like that's just there it is. That's how I'm feeling. It's right there. Anyway, thank you very much, Sarah Tiana, uh, for sharing with us. Um, that was really that's strong of you. I don't want to say brave, but sort of that's the word, right? 
It's really tough. It fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. Nothing. It's, I'm telling you, man, it's never gotten easy. You fall in love, you like somebody, and you just have to put it out of your mind, but it's going to turn shitty. It's just going to, at some point, turn shitty, even if you stay together. And all the people that say, that say no, my relationship is just great all the time, fuck you, because you make it harder for everybody. Give both versions. Just say, no, I like being with my wife for 15 years, but man, we have some hard times. I don't want to convince you that it's easy because it's never easy. It's constant fucking, I curse too much, constant fucking uh, uh, giving up on what you want. and const- What's the word? Goddamn pot. What have you done to me? Compromise. It's constant fucking compromise. And it's worth it too. There's parts that are worth it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against, I don't, I don't think that you don't get any value from it. Anyway. So send a note on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, send a note to Sarah Tiana. Let her know you think she's cool. You know, send her some dick pics. That might be nice. <laughs> that might be really nice for her. <laughs> send her <laughs> send her some dick pics to Sarah Tiana. Or if you're a girl, I don't know. Don't send her dick pics. But, um, but uh, you know, just tell her you got her back. And if anybody knows that guy... Uh, let me know or let her know. Nobody knows her, right? Nobody knows that guy. Chris Freeman. Is that his name? Um, anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. Please subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, please don't forget to uh, visit my sponsors, Amazon and Gamefly.com. If you go to Gamefly.com slash Ari, it's like, honestly, that's a, they're the best one. They're like, it's like 20 bucks. You can only do it one time, but they give me like 20 bucks. That's like plenty. That's more than you would to give me if you had to like just donate which I don't want to take donations but that's more than you would probably donate to me if it's less then I don't know I'm, I'm not offering a way to donate to me but I don't know go buy 20 of my t-shirts or something um, all smalls so anyway thank you Sarah I, I'm sorry this happened to you I really am you're a wonderful beautiful human being and I uh, you know she's one of those people that I really like just because of Cater because she dated my friend She's just com- I'm completely non-sexualized to me. There's just nothing there in any way. Don't get me wrong. I would take a BJ if she offered one in a drunken stupor. But uh, I'd feel bad about it later. Anyway, that's the podcast. Uh, I'm trying to think there's something I'm supposed to tell you guys, but I don't know. Again, September 14th, tickets go on sale for House of Blues, Joey Diaz, Ari Shafir. One night only, November 8th. Tickets go on sale September 14th. Get them quickly. Um, and I guess that's it. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Um, tune in every week. And if you have any feedback, always let me know. Contact at AriTheGreat.com. Write to me there and I will, uh, I see everything. Oh, I see everything. I don't write back only because I have to, I don't know how to write back not from my own email address. Um, so I don't want my email address getting out to like, you know, tons of people. But if somebody gives me like a real good suggestion or like... I don't know. They need something specific. Yeah, I'll write back to you. Anyway, all right, this is me entering now, this, this, this outro. So thank you very much for Sarah Tiana one more time. I'm really, really sorry that happened. Man, it fucking just fucking sucks. Quit hurting everybody, everyone. All right, uh, I'll see you guys next week. Oh, no, I'm doing another one this week. I'll have more bonus episodes this week for you guys. So maybe Wednesday or Thursday, another episode, a bonus episode. Ari Shapiro Skeptic Tank. So this is Ari Shapiro Skeptic Tank number 72. Over and...
out. The Love Scam, Sarah Tiana. Bye. You say you think we need to go to war while you're already in one. Cause it's people like you that need to get slew. No one wants your opinion. 